Yo, thanks for doing this, brother. I already have a feeling this is going to be a little bit of a different vibe today, so I'm I'm excited for it, man. It is, because as everyone can see, we're not drinking H2O this time. No. We have beers. We do. Cheers, brother. Cheers. I haven't eaten today. I only had a protein shake, so... So you're fasted. Shit might get wild. I love that. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) See how it goes. But yeah, man, like, it's crazy because we go way back. Like, I know you from... A kind of a different version of myself when we were just like drinking in pat and richard's basement and like just being wild little kids being in the stupid. northeast <laughs> <laughs> well i guess like you do got to get that out of you i feel like that i don't ever regret times like that because i'm yeah. like yo maybe we don't do that shit as hard now because we got it out of us kind of but i'm still kind of dumb <laughs> i can't lie like are you, you seem really grown now bro well, like, man, I've just been through some shit, and I, and I think I've realized what's more important to me these days, and I think my, as I get older, the circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and, like, yeah. the people I'm vibing with these days is, like, I can count them on one hand, you know? Do you get lit anymore? Ooh, I'm gonna, rarely. Rarely? rarely, like, rarely or like, at least you're still on occasion. What's yeah. lit to you, though? You blacking out or no? You no. You just a little tipsy? Honestly, no. Like, actually, these days, it's kind of, I'm kind of boring like that now. I'm just, like, chilling. The the most I'll get I'll get kind of drunk is is fight nights. Like I'm watching oh, the UFC right, and we're right. getting hype over like an Izzy KO or whatever. Yo, who you have? Were you on Izzy's side? I was on Izzy all day. Oh thank God. Dude, I was fucking having anxiety, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I'm like, please, this is gonna like don't let this last too long. Yeah. I was fucking it, bro. That's like the one sport that like I don't care for hockey and shit. Me neither. And I always wonder how people get so upset. Oh yeah, when Izzy lost that first time, I drove home really sad. Yeah, I didn't even listen to music. It was like I lost. It was wow. fucked, and I was like, "Wow, I get what these football people talk about." Like, I was just like, "Fuck it, Bobby, bro." It was stupid. <laughs> Fucking yeah, bad day. Yeah, I was like, I was kind of in the house of like, "Yo, that's an early stoppage, bro." Give no, him a chance. It wasn't. No, Izzy was gonna get slapped if they did something. He was just walking maybe, around. Maybe, I love man. Izzy, bro. Maybe, but damn, that was, maybe. <laughs> listen, let's be real about it. Okay, that shit was not looking good. It wasn't. Yeah, like at least. Uh, at least they didn't give him, like, I think two months fucking, I think medical is making Pierre wait, wait two months before he comes right. back or something. So, luckily, because if he got knocked out, there would have been then it would Yeah, and he would have been way more compromised. It would have been different. Or, like, could have got more skills, like, more experience. Or maybe would have lost the belt and then the rematch wouldn't even mattered as much. Right. Yeah, you know. Cause no, you're right. It's, it's a money game. Yeah. The other one, the dollars. Well, man, like, you're training now, right? Like, yeah, you're yeah, into yeah, training yeah. and stuff like that. Like, what got you into that? Oh, fuck. I started boxing because some shit happened with um, someone I know, and I wanted to take them to gain some, uh, gain a little confidence, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up liking it. I worked out a lot at the time, and I thought I was pretty damn fit. Yeah. But I learned boxing, holy shit, my cardio was trash. Yeah. I never ran ever, or else I'd be even skinnier. Like, right. <laughs> but now, like... Damn, I still smoke darts and shit, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like a, it was like a self-defense thing. No. Uh, it was more to build their confidence and they, I ended up just loving it and yeah. I always loved fighting, like watching it. Right. Just never really thought about doing it. Yeah. You know, so once it like start gets really addicting. Mhm. And like cardio sucks, bro. I was kind of more into bodybuilding at the time, more of that kind of weightlifting. Right. Me too. And I learned that's not quite functional. Mm-hmm. Like functional muscles, quite different. Yeah, because when I look at like old pictures, I'm like, damn, I was a lot bigger. But now it's just like mm, we're not on the same level working out for sure. But 
it's just different type of like I did no cardio at that time ever. Me neither. Like yeah, fuck especially like man. a skinny guy, you don't even want to do fuck cardio. Fuck no. Like it was just I just wanted to be big because I thought big mattered. But now it's like, eh, you know, being big and not being able to know what happens if something goes down is not good. No, totally. Yeah, I was the same way, man. Just like I worked out kind of just because I was like super ashamed of my body and being like a really skinny little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And like being a small Asian guy, man, that fucking shit sucks, bro. You're like a stereotype. It's fucking for wild. sure, for sure, for sure, man. Um, Especially if you can't do martial arts or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's mainly why I got into it. It was just like, well, obviously I was super into Bruce Lee and all those. Like, what are you doing? I'm doing uh, Muay Thai. I'm doing Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, I'm training shit. at Champions Creed. The same, oh, yeah, Champions uh, Creed right down down there across from the gym of the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like because uh, Hakeem, the person that's training you, is, yeah, yeah, is training yeah. out of there. How long you been training there? Man, at Champs, I've been training there, I'm going to say three years, man. Damn. So, yo, you must be sick with it. You nice with it? Uh, Come I'm, on, be real. Have you, do you spar a lot? It just makes me think of that Bruce Lee quote where it's like, if I say I'm good. Man, listen, <laughs> that's Bruce Lee's life. Don't worry about it. Take his advice, but that ain't you, all right? Be whatever you yeah, want to well, be. Yeah, well, I'll say this, man. The more you train, the more that you realize that you aren't good. Of course. There's always so, someone that checks you. Exactly. So, like, out of out of the people who just come in on their first day, of course, it's like it's like it's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, a training dummy. But, but like, can you hold your own if they want to have a spar day? You're not gonna get whooped around. Uh, yeah, I'd say that I'm pretty decent. You're gonna survive so, at least, you know? Like, yeah, you're get yeah, to yeah, the yeah. End. So a blue belt is the is the belt of survival, pretty much. So you get you have all my escapes. There's not gonna be a position where I feel like, oh shit, I, I'm paralyzed. I have no idea what to do in this position where I'm just like scrambling or whatever. Oh, you're talking about rolling. Yeah, I'm talking about rolling. Well, I meant just stand up. Stand rolling, up. I, I, rolling, I know that takes forever. That shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, but sparring regular, like Muay Thai? Like you good at that? Yeah, so I tore my MCL Oh no. Uh, six months ago. How the fuck do you do that? In jiu-jitsu. <laughs> this is why everyone keeps saying like, dude, you should come roll. I'm like, bro, I've listened to enough like pods about it that like joint manipulation is a motherfucker. <laughs> A lot of lot of injuries if people don't let it's go true. or things like it's true. But man, it's never gonna stop me. Like I'm, st- I, I rolled, I rolled like a couple days ago. Oh my god! Every and, jujitsu uh, guys like that rolls through the pain, <laughs> and then also there's more. It's worse and worse, and they're just used yeah. to it. Yeah, and like you know, my stand up's okay. My stand up's okay. Like I, I enjoy it just because it's like the thing that yeah, I got yeah, into yeah. at first. Like when you're a kid watching Bruce Lee movies, you're not like I can't wait to like grapple someone. You're kind of like I want to do a spin kick. No, no, I wanna, like he was the first one. To, to do a kimura, he had choke. the yeah, MMA yeah, gloves. Yeah, 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 and he put the guy in the fucking ring to get choked, bro. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. yeah. That's true. So he was open to all styles. He so was. No he was huge into it. He was huge into it. Man, I'm gonna respect the wrestling. But that was the cool thing for me, at least. Yeah, everyone, it was the kick to the, yeah, the flashy so, little. So I love it, man. But the guys at Champions Creed really like are fucking good. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say this about like my body conditioning: I cannot take a body shot for shit. Like, oh, if like, I get teeped, like, right there. Oh, it hurts. Bro, I just drop, like. Oh, interesting. It's, <laughs> I guess I'm giving up my weaknesses you out there. You got a six-pack? Um, not right now. <laughs> you got to build up that armor, bro. But, yeah, for sure, those body shots. Yeah. How about you? Are you sparring a lot? Or are you, yeah, like... I try to spar every week, for sure. Yeah. Nice. the Hakeem even said, the, you got to fight to get better, so. For sure. It's the only way, for sure. Like, sparring is really fun, though. Minus it's so fun. Muay Thai sparring, I've taken way more injuries than ever. Yeah. Holy. What's your worst injury in Muay Thai? Fuck, dude. I'm right now I'm healing up whiplash. Oh, okay, from yeah. a question mark kick. Yikes. Yeah, just wasn't, hand wasn't up when that came. <laughs> wasn't ready for that. And it fucking, it like, it like cracked. Yeah. Kee! Like that electrical fucking spark went, but I have bruises all over my stomach all the time. Yeah. Teeps and shit. Yeah. And yeah it's you like, it. 
it's just life. My toe was just jammed in and it was all purple on the joint. Keep bruising that one little toe every fucking time. It's just life. <laughs> exactly. It's part of the, like, because with boxing, I just don't remember as much damage being, right. like, you get head damage, but not, like, I got black eyes. Yeah. But, like, damn, my body's taking a toll this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Legs are dangerous. Like, damn, mm-hmm. those hurt. Like, I respect boxing so much. Like, I think it's a dope discipline. But to me, it's, like, it's just not as real as, like, a Muay Thai or a Jiu-Jitsu. You know what I mean? Oh, hell yeah. Well, it depends what... Because they all are a sport in the end. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because there's rules and stuff. But, like, crossing into other fields... If a Muay Thai guy went into boxing... Yeah. That, that's why the world's... They always... They, you want them to come into your world. Because, like, it's hard. And especially with, like, MMA and stuff, you have so much more to learn. Yeah. You have to perfect so many sides of the craft. While right. boxing, you can just focus on your your regular. You only got so many yeah. moves. But it also makes it a different chess game for sure. Yeah. Because now I've learned, like, keep it out for people's legs. Oh, God damn, mm-hmm. man. Fucking so annoying. Well, man, like, that's the thing, though, right? It's like a sport. Like, when, yeah. you, look at it, like, points, when you look at it like rules. a sport, then that is what it's like, right? Then it's like, oh, yeah, you come into my world, whatever. Hunter. But, like, for me... One of the reasons I got into martial arts is because, like, I don't know if you remember this, but back in the day when we were partying and stuff, I got jumped a lot. Did you? <laughs> yeah, dude. What? I got jumped a lot because at the time I was kind of, like, known for, like, my, my covers and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Why? So people just hating because you could sing? Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> Yo, that's what I felt like, dude. Probably for sure. That's what I felt like. Yo, you probably be like, do people know who George Nazuka is anymore? <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned it the other day, and someone's like, "Who the fuck is that?" But damn, we old. I'm like, listen, all the Asian girls had a thing for this motherfucker with no hair. Yeah, He's Japanese and half yeah, white, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now yeah. he, where'd he go, bro? I think he's still making stuff. I well, love his brother, Justin Nozuka. I think his music's dope. I don't know if you heard of him. Ain't no one know who the fuck Justin is. Yo! <laughs> Ain't no one know who Justin is. Listen, Timberlake, we don't. Yeah. There's only one Nozuka, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> but like, that was the reason for me. It was like. I want to be able to at least feel like if I'm in a situation, I'm not like, I'm not gonna panic. I'm not gonna panic. You know like what to I, do. I have, I have at least some tools that I can use in yeah. that situation if I ever get into that situation again. So for me, it's like that's why I never was like I'm gonna go into boxing. It was like I'm gonna go into jujitsu because that's what I saw. Like when you see Hoist Gracie, he's fighting guys who are like 300 pounds oh, yeah. and he's choking them out, and you're just like, bro, this is crazy. And 100. Like change so, your weight. Yeah, so for me, it was like jujitsu was the first martial art I, I got into because it was like, I want to actually defend myself if it gets to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But if you think about it, when you roll, it's one-on-one. Yep. BJ Penn just got knocked the fuck out in a street fight. Yeah. he put a guy in a hole that homie came up and soccer kicked him in the face. Yeah, but he's like 50. But the thing is, <laughs> in most street fights, I'd say you don't want to fall on the ground. Right. You fall on the ground, you're fucking dead. It don't matter yeah. if you know how to roll and there's 20 yeah. other guys. You get it stomped out. Yeah. You either better, you better probably box your way out of there and run. Right. <laughs> like, you don't want to kick and get, uh, lose a le- uh, get pulled swept or something. So you want to be very careful about getting on that ground. It's true. Because once you get on the ground... Dude, I've woken up with like footprints all over me and yeah. shit, bro. Like, yeah. But I also, but I'll say this too, right? Just as a counterpoint to but that. One on one, you would do- dominate. But that, how many one on ones you know about? There ain't no shoves no more. No. It's getting socked in the mouth slap. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but like, even think about this, right? A boxer, a professional boxer in a boxing match where the rules are you cannot grab. Oh, of course. They grab each other. Of course. Everyone always they, grabs. Like, no matter, even when yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, that's why no one. So, I, what I'd are you going to do wrestling. when someone grabs you? I'd say knowing wrestling. 
and striking would be the best options. Yeah, like because wrestling, you could control the takedowns and break yeah. them. And but also, a part of jujitsu, a huge part of it, is learning how to get up. Oh, 100 percent. So, like, if get you enough. if you know how to get up or escape, someone's trying to hold you down. Someone's got you in a headlock, feeding you shots, and you don't know how to get out of headlock, bro. And what's, how's your boxing gonna help oh, you, dude, dude? Don't worry, someone else is coming up, and someone's getting <laughs> soccer kicked. Ain't no time for no locks in this. There's just little Asians everywhere now. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm never. I've learned with fighting. I don't want to fight no one anymore. No, I never want to get into it. Yeah, fight. and everyone knows how to fight now. You have no fucking idea. Exactly, what's going on. dude. It could be like the nicest looking motherfucker. That guy. And just that's the thing you up. learn. Like, yeah. you, you'll go into like yeah. a like a like a MMA gym, and you'll see these guys, and that guy looks like the nicest, nicest guy. Quiet guy. Like he watches Star Wars, <laughs> and he's like nerdy and all these different ways but he will fuck and he's you just up. hitting that thing you're like oh damn you're like yeah he turned there's a different there's a there's a different side of people that come out yeah with that it i think that's necessary though for a sure. lot of people can't handle like getting punched in the face or some like getting that confrontation mm-hmm. people and then like you need so that true. kind of confrontation for sure because mm-hmm. it teaches you that like it doesn't have to always be a physical confrontation be a confrontation in business yeah life in personal gains or whatever and there's always confrontation, but if you're like too scared to even like head on and yeah. maybe like slip out of the way and get that motherfucker, like it's gonna fuck you up. It's true. And like everyone gets beat down, like you said, is the nice part because you always get checked. Yeah. You think you're top dog one day, you might be, and the next day you come back and spar and you get your ass whooped and you remember, like, you get humbled. And that's it the reminds thing. reminds you. Yeah, like every single person in that gym, even the best guy in there, walked in and he got his ass kicked. Oh yeah. Like no there isn't anybody sick. who didn't go through the same gauntlet as like as the beginner yeah and that's what i love about martial arts man it's like i think there's a lot of that missing just for men in, in life in general is like another group of men obviously women train too did you just say just men bro you trying to get us in trouble here bro <laughs> oh man oh man all right well, well what about just men tell me no, <laughs> oh yo grab uh you need the do you have it no i don't what did i do with the opener we got a technical difficulty, boys. If you you've been you've been fighting lots, of you you think you would ever do like a tournament or something? Uh, a lot of my coaches that are also friends at this point, like yeah, they fat. encourage me to to compete. I've competed in jujitsu a couple oh. times. I've medaled twice. Oh, how'd that um, go? It was like crazy, man. The the amount of like nerves that I had. Oh fuck, I bet was insane. And also, oh. I didn't, I didn't. The thing I learned the preparation was off. Like, because typically I like to train on an empty stomach a lot of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. You know, like I like to. So, so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do the same thing at this tournament. But then, bro, like the nerves you get and stuff, I felt sick. Oh, and then by the and yeah, by yeah. the by the end of my first match, like I was fucking dead tired, bro. Oh, I was yeah, just like, dude. and and that's the thing, like the tournaments you're doing match after match after match. Um. So yeah, like in my first tournament I got silver, in my second tournament I got oh, bronze. Okay, you got you still on the podium. Yeah. So I so I placed, but um. Yeah, well, why is there that butt there? Why is there that butt? You plays. That's fucking awesome. I bro. know. But I guess, well, you want a gold. Yeah. You so, want for, so what you going to change to make that happen? Well, the thing is now I'm like, do I even compete now with my knee? Because like the, you the said you ain't scared. The intensity level of a yeah, competition yeah, 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 yeah. is true. way different than sparring. Of course, course. Because like that guy, he doesn't care if you break your arm. Try to snap your shit off. That yeah, guy yeah, doesn't even it's, care. It's, right? You like, better tap his In sparring, you're at least controlled. Well, the guy who like tore my MCL was not. Like he was like trying to prove something. He's like, it's Tuesday. I want to be the toughest guy here on uh, Tuesday. 
You know what I mean? This is why I'm gonna just stick to striking. At least I could slip out of that motherfucker. When motherfuckers are holding on to you, dude, I hate like when people clinch me. Oh my god! Oh man, the box, like even boxing, we're just waiting for that to end. All right, what was the ref? Let us go, dude. The first time you clinch, like like your neck is just. Yeah, like the first dude, time you ever so trained clinching, your like your neck, neck like, is just fucked up for like, like a week. Big people, I can imagine doing jujitsu with a big motherfucker. That'd be crazy. Man, you should. You should do it sometime. You should come to Champions Creed and. and I'm gonna roll. do it once with my one homie who invited me. He does gi with gi. Are you going no gi? Right. I go both. I like both. Okay. Because like what? Not. Like in real life, you, someone's not gonna grab yeah, my not jacket a gi. or something. But you could grab. No, but jacket. like that's the thing. Yeah, They're gonna yeah. grab your clothes. You're gonna, yeah, yeah, you know how to break those grips. Do you know how to like? If, if maybe you are against a big guy, if he has a denim jacket on, oh man, that's a Listen, geek. Listen, I got the best way to beat all these people. You fucking run. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Obviously, obviously. I don't want to promote do, fighting at all. I'm going to do a one, two, slip. Ah, God, bro. I'm not even going to do the God. one, two. I'm just jetting out. No, I'm just be like, get like a battle, bro. I'm not, I'm, no, it'd be like this. You'd be like, huh, sucker punch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every yeah. video. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know. But yeah, but besides like the whole like fighting and stuff, because you're right, you shouldn't fight people Fuck in the that. street is really dumb because yeah, someone has to. a. It's like you know that what the good quote is, better to be a fucking a warrior in a, in a garden than a gardener thing. in a war. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I always say that people because people are like, why do you like, why like I guess like and like fighting now is seen as so aggressive, like yeah. it's almost bad to be super masculine and aggressive, and even like. A lot more girls are getting into fighting in the MMA world, MMA mm-hmm. world now, and it's building up. But it's just like, even then, it's still kind of just seen kind of like brutal to like punch someone's face. Right. Still, like some people get upset at seeing those matches for sure. Mm-hmm. They don't like seeing people get slept, and I get it. Yeah, but it might be just that little tribal. Little, well, little man, to, to deny that is to deny human nature. Oh like, man, you're gonna talk about human nature now. Human nature. Well, that's what, what is human nature. Because like, like you're gonna you're gonna deny that part of yourself and be like, oh no, I'm a I'm a proper gentleman. I don't get into conflict like that. I'm gonna. But that's like that's to me like I don't know if you've uh, studied like Carl Jung at all. No. Who that? So, so he's a he's a psychologist. He like studied dreams and the subconscious mind a lot. And DMT. Well, he talks about dreams. Oh, yeah, so dreams and DMT are like DMT pretty much shit. the same thing, right? <laughs> what was that guy's name? Carl Jung? Yeah. Oh, Asian guy. No. What? He's white. What? What's up with that last name? <laughs> I don't know. Yo, get out of here. Are you sure? Yeah. You yeah. looked at him before? You've seen a picture of this guy. Yeah, I think. I think he's Shut white. Fuck up. He I think he's white, bro, dude. with that name? He half Asian, at least. Yo, we, this, is when, this is when we need a Jamie to just look it up. Yo, bro, dude, that don't even make sense. Are you sure right <laughs> yes, now? Yes. Yo, listen, I know everyone's race swapping everything now, like Disney, <laughs> but <laughs> you gotta worry about swapping out these authors. It's cool of it. <laughs> but, like, anyway, in your development, you're growing up. And you're kind of told what is good and acceptable in society. Yeah, and that is values. the thing that term, that creates your ego. Mm-hmm. And that creates your sense of self. And we say, I am this and I am not that. Right? Yeah, There's cheese. certain parts of yourself that you deny. There's certain oh. parts of yourself that you're just like, oh, no, that's not me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that. Maybe I used to be that, but that's not me anymore. I'm this person. I'm a good person. I'm whatever. Whatever you want to think of yourself yeah, as. Yeah. But there's a shadow self. And to me, like violence, combat, that stuff is a part of your shadow self, is a part of all humans. Every human oh, yeah. has wanted to punch someone in the face. Fuck yeah. But should and you, if you And if it? you deny that, then you're denying the truth of yourself. So like for me, that's like that's – a, that's a healthy way of exercising your shadow, of being like, 
because the shadow can also be a really bad thing. You shouldn't be walking around socking people in the face. Hundred percent. But you can you can you can exercise that in a controlled way with people who are trying to build you up. And that's what I was actually trying to say was like, aside from self defense and stuff. Yeah, the it's thing good character that, building. Great character building, but even beyond that, it's the community. Yeah, dude, it's that's like one of the you care about each other, 100%. watching each other grow and getting beat up together. That's why I always say like my homies that I like. We got in bad situations with, I know, like, we've been through struggles together, and now it builds a different bond, a different yeah. trust. When you know that, like, you've, you've both battered each other, been in battles together, it just builds a different type of community. And, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's good or who's bad in the end. Yeah. You're, and it's crazy how, like, someone can just join, and, you know, like, yeah. you see their heart. You see someone's real heart when they mm-hmm. fight. Because it doesn't matter how strong you are, but it's just, like, you could get knocked down, but getting up, that's heart. Yeah. When you're even when you know you're gonna get whooped again for ten next how long and you just get back up, I respect that. I respect that yeah. hard. Even that's when people even lose, I'm like, takes a lot of courage to even get in that ring. Exactly. And just like you said, you want to throw up like it's fucking terrifying. Imagine being in a fucking middle, everyone's cheering, or everyone hates you. Fuck you. They're all yelling yeah. you and you're like, Oh man, I'm gonna get exactly. beat up in front of all and getting knocked out in front of people is kind of like it's it's like almost one of the lowest things. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's very, it's, it's got in mankind. There's just something about getting slept in front of everyone yeah. that really, because someone's standing over you dominating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's a part of the thing that we want to be like, I'm not that person. I'm not the guy who gets beat up. And so a lot of people don't even put themselves in that position in the first place mm-hmm. because they don't want to actually see that part of themselves. Right. And like, think about the nerves you get from just, doing some smoker oh, imagine these ufc dude. fighters on tv like on pay-per-view dude, they got one coming up like this that's week. that's like a whole nother thing right uh, i for sure like yeah i respect anyone that could get in that yeah room and fucking throw down yeah because damn so. yeah man and jujitsu especially dude like if you're going to jujitsu and you've decided you're going to train jujitsu you're pretty much signing up to get beat up for an entire cool. year yep yeah. like you're oh, going there man. and you're not going to beat anybody no. For a year. You're going to walk in there and you're just going to get smashed every day. And then that's the thing. Like, I've actually seen people transform. Like, I'll see a guy walk in completely, like, timid. Shy. Super timid. Yep. In their shell. And then by the end of the year, Confidence. this guy is, like, confident. And he's, like, glowing. He's, like, standing up straight. He he's, like, different. He's talking it's different. Crazy. His voice even sounds different. Like, it's a, it's a different thing, it's man. It's good seeing the youth do it. Because you see kids really change. Yeah. they kind of grow up and they, they learn. It's good to know what your body can do. Even just gym. Dude. That's why I say, like... You need to work your body out as well as your mind and everything. Because, like, to know that you can squat at least at, like, how many people can bench press a fucking plate on each side? It's 135. Easy peasy. Come on. But you can't even do that, bro. And you weigh more than that. What are you going to do? It's nice to just know that if something happens, maybe I could push myself out of some or squat a little bit. So, like, I always say you have to at least be able to do one, one muscle up. Because if the Titanic splits in half, I ain't going to be the guy yeah, that's dying on that up. time and I'm pulling myself up. Because this doesn't yeah. matter if you can't get <laughs> In the movies, they always get to hear and you're like, well, how, you still got to get the rest of you up there. You better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. You, I think that's a vital thing. Most people need, like, most people can't do one pull-up. How are you going to save yourself yeah. if something goes down? It's true. What if Spider-Man blows up a bridge with fucking Green Goblin? We hanging off. You know, the <laughs> likeliest of situations, but I'm going to be ready whatever happens, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, But, man, like... That's the thing too, like people separate and compartmentalize these things like, well, this is mental strength and this is physical strength. And there's like, if you think that getting physically fit doesn't require mental strength, you've obviously never participated. Oh yeah. Like the thing is, it takes mental strength to get up and work out even when you don't want to. And your body is 
hurting oh, and sure. you're tired Dude, and sucks. you're being like, or you're in jujitsu and you're being like inside control and you're just getting smashed by this guy who's like koala hug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like consistency. Is and that's key. the thing. Like when you actually, for me, physical fitness was the gateway for me to start improving my mind and my spirituality. Heard, bro. Like, cause it was like when you, when you get into physical activity, you have to learn so many things. You have to learn delayed gratification. You have to know that what you're putting in work and you see no results. But you got to keep going. You, but you're going anyway. You got to believe it. Exactly. Trust the process. Oh, what's the name of the pot? Exactly. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's true. That's why I always tell people like, yo, people, that's why a lot of people I, I find like fighting, but they won't lift weights mm. because you, with fighting, you can do a cool combination. And you're like, I'm learning. I'm yeah. growing. But you're just lifting the same fucking weights the yeah. whole time. Not, I'm like, wait till, wait till nine weeks. Yeah. Give it nine weeks. You ain't gonna see shit until nine weeks. Yeah. But like, people, we're so we're in a society of instant gratification. Everything's instant. Where no one's got right. time to. They want to be the best or nothing at all. Exactly. You know, people like, want to show up. There ain't as no a... middle ground where you're like, you're getting there. Yeah. People are scared to start, start. You know, it's to, to be the low end. Yeah. And that's what it is. Like that's what jujitsu is. No one walks into the gym as a black belt. Everyone has to start as a white belt. And most people don't want to be a white belt in anything. Oh, no. Most people only want to be seen the as black. a black belt. Isn't there one higher? Black? There, I think there's purple? like a coral. Purple? No, purple is... underneath black, right? Purple is underneath brown. A triple black belt. So it's white, blue, purple, brown, brown. black. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then I think there's a coral. Oh, brown like is after purple. I always fuck that up. Yeah, yeah there's, like a, there's like a Gracie or something that has like a red one or something like that. Yeah, because you get stripes. You get, yeah, you get stripes. Yeah, you get degrees yeah, yeah. on your black belt still even. So there's like different levels of black belt that you can achieve. Yeah, man, I I ain't ever going to be rolling. So you're a blue belt? I'm a blue belt, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm a first-degree blue belt, so I have one stripe on mine. <laughs> so do you and your girl, do you guys go together? How does she feel about the fighting? Does she oh, want my girl to loves fighting, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we watch the fights together. She's heavy into MMA. Uh, does she train with you? She doesn't train with me. We've like, what? I've, she I've, never uh, got her come. I've I've put her in a gi and we've like I've told her, I've taught her how to do triangles and stuff. Um, but I she hasn't. That like... story was going a whole different route. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that story was going. I'm like, you put her in a gi where in, in, in the gym or in your bedroom? No, no. <laughs> I put her in a gi and I told her I told her to put me in what is the one koala choke. I'm not gonna put a gi in my bed, bro. Staff infection. <laughs> Get a new one. I'm like, what's this? What's this one in the bedroom for? It's a bedroom <laughs> wrestling. But yeah, man. Y'all like, should uh, strike together. Like, y'all should see how. Yo, I would love to actually hit pads with you, train sometime, like learn some stuff from you, man. Listen, you probably won't learn anything. You've been doing it for way longer. I don't know. Maybe There's I always do, something to learn. You're learning, you like, you're doing one on ones but... and stuff with, like, Calgary's own Mean Hakeem, dude. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm good. <laughs> 100%. Yo, I've been getting my ass kicked every week, bro. I love that. Oh, God. Like, every week, it's almost like now. It's like, fuck, man. All right, let's go. You're yeah. just surviving. We're like, Come on, three minutes. I, yeah. I, getting but, your ass whooped is for sure. It's. I wonder if it converts. Like maybe you have like a weird kink or some. Maybe <laughs> I'm gonna be messed up or some. And yeah, I don't know. I think there's just like a certain mentality. Because like, I, I remember I went to my first jujitsu class with a homie because I was too afraid to go by myself. Yeah, dude, it always is like that. Yeah, so yeah. I went with a homie to my first jujitsu class and I got my ass kicked. And then my first response was like. I gotta learn how I to gotta, do that. You're like, I don't know shit. Like, I was like, how does that? How did that guy do that to me? And you like, were, like it's like you're nothing. Yeah, you and don't then, even exist. But my homies, like, his reaction was like, I'm never doing this again. And he never stepped See? in a jujitsu gym ever again because his ego was crushed. But this is how you know if you're like, if you a fight or flight motherfucker, or freeze. That's a real. Well, thing. it's just like you. It's just shame. 
But like confrontation is the same thing. If yeah. this thing's in your face right now saying you can't do this, what are you going to do? You gonna run away from it, pretend like it never happened? Cause it still fucking did. Yeah. Like, well, most people live their life. I know like that. most people like, dude. It's like how you say you just quit your job and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hype, bro. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Um, mo- most people don't have the balls to take a chance. Yeah. Take a chance to do some. Why do you think that is? Um, I for sure think it is because we're just ruled by failures and fear. Because yeah. like. By the time you're like fucking 18, because, all right, let's start with this. When you're a kid, your hopes and dreams are open. You can be anything you fucking want. Yeah. Everyone's kid is the smartest kid in the world. And then all of a sudden you start getting a little older and you fuck up here and there and you're not good at math and your parents kind of tell you you're dumb. People start telling you you can't do things. Right. And then a lot of times people just start believing that. I for sure believed that for a long time that I couldn't do shit. I was just like, it's like, oh, this is my life. People, it's like a, I'm going to say a victim mentality. Everyone want, everyone's, everyone's better at being a victim instead of like taking accountability for why things are the way they are. And just, it's always your reaction to any given situation, like Nipsey said, is how a man will be judged. Right. You could throw me in the worst situation, but how I react to that situation is what will continue this or end this. Because mm-hmm. like people are scared to try things because of, Previous traumas, I guess you'd say traumas. Just previous failures and just a lot of people telling you can't do things and you start to believe it. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things, especially now with how much social media and how much opinions you can take from people. You get opinions from people you don't even fucking know. That's just like, dude, your podcast is shit. You're like, oh, fuck mine. It might be shit. (laughs) But you're like, who the fuck is this guy, man? Yeah. Like, it's just like, does he matter? Like... People's opinions matter, but only from the people that you care about their opinions, really. Mm. Like, it's good to take critical, critical, what is it called? Like, constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. But you need to take everything with a grain of salt. Because people always tell you you can't do things, but that doesn't mean it's true. Right. Once you believe it that you can't, it's fucking real. Exactly. <laughs> if you think you're, you're never going to be a good boxer, well, my friend, you already made it true. So yeah. maybe you could be a mediocre one. Maybe you won't be the best. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the best, but if you believe that you're that's where it is, that ends, you've made that decision. Yeah. But people will always they'll find a reason to not do things. And fear is the main thing. People yeah. scared yeah. of what other people think exactly. and what they'll think about themselves if they don't do it. Right. Because it's 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 like they say breaking a promise to yourself is way worse than breaking a promise to someone else, but it's so much easier to break a promise to yourself. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm a go to the gym next week, and then you're like, ah, next week. Yeah. Like we do it all the time that you just get so used to it that like being a man of your word or a woman of your word or whatever the fuck you want to be is important. 100%. Like you just got to like you got to try your best. Even if you, if you, it's hard to be 100% what you want to be too, but you got to at least try. Yeah. But yeah, people go and judge on the way. Yeah. Especially people who try to chase dreams. I mm-hmm. find that people, I always say people like to see you do good, but not better than them. Yeah. Because everyone cheers for you when you're coming up. But then once you're there, they almost don't even care anymore mm-hmm. or they just want to see you kind of fuck off. Yeah. And it's all right. But like you can't worry about what other people thinking about you too much or else the comments will kill you. It's the truth. It'll kill you. Well I, well, I want to know more about like your journey because you said yourself, right? There was a point where you felt like you couldn't do anything. Oh, fuck Like there's yeah, parts where you didn't believe in yourself. And then now you're at this point where... You know, you're running your own shop, and I've seen pictures of it, man. It's like completely custom made. Like your whole spot is dope, and you got Thanks, an apprentice, and you're, and you're, you're, you're doing great, man. So, like, Thanks, wh- how did you, 
get from this kid who didn't believe in himself and he thought like I can't do anything to doing what you're doing now. Uh, let me think about this. I guess we'd say for sure I've had a very good thing that I always find is that like you need to have good mentors because I was very fortunate that like even as bad as my life was going, I always met the right people that had the right mindsets to help me change my mindset. It's it's that's why I say like having a mentor of some sort is always important because a lot of my friends right now for sure are very once you open the business and stuff you get kind of stale because now you're kind of like the leader but then it's always good that everyone that i've talked to that's like running big businesses and stuff they always have a mentor that has an even bigger business because you always need someone to help guide you through 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 the path of life that they've already experienced it and it finding the right people to help you change your mindset of like it's that fish in a barrel thing Hmm. at the time i was still trapped in that hood mentality of like, man, we all in the hood. This is how it's going to be. We ain't going to be shit. You know, like, no one really wants anyone to get out of that. No one really gets out of it. And I didn't think you could. But for sure, just meeting the right people and just seeing that hard work pays off was important through the gym. Because I didn't start working out until until I got my heart broken. Mm-hmm. Me and a little pussy. Um, <laughs> and my homie took me to start working out. And he was a, my homie, Corey. Mm. And he was a fucking, he was a dick, bro. Dude gave me that, like, negative, like, build up. Like, man, you don't even learn shit, man. You don't even remember how to fucking do curls, bro. What are we even doing this? Like, you ain't going to come through. And, man, I cried a lot. Fucking, Mm -hmm. uh, it broke me a lot. But I kept going. And I started seeing results. And that was one of the main major turns is, like, the gym really taught me that you don't see any changes for a while. That's why we said that, like, that was one of the realest things. Because for the longest time, I thought that, like, I'd be able to, like, hustle and shit and chase tattooing and try to become a tattooist, but that didn't work out. And I didn't respect my time. Mm. You know? I had a lot of time just being dumb, wasting years, and things took a while because even when I still learned to focus and started getting into apprenticing, I was still a piece of shit. <laughs> still, like, spending money dumb. You know, I had to learn through making mistakes. Right. And just trying to learn through... Nipsey Hustle really fucking helped me learn a lot of things for sure, just listening to, what is it, his interviews and stuff and his talks about business. I just never thought about life that deep. And just opening my mind up to, like, learning. Because I started listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of fucking, a lot of, was it, TED Talks and all that shit. Just anything I could get of just trying to grow my mind and business. And it really changed the tune of just how I thought about things. For sure, you, I needed that change though, because if I was going to continue that path of the way I thought before, nothing would have changed. Yeah. It would have. It would have been bad. Mm-hmm. But 100%. I love that man. Like the the seed of the change is actually pain. It's yeah, like the dude, breakup. You need, you need to get sick of that shit. Yeah. But a lot of people, it's like when you say like, "Man, I'm so sick of being broken." Shit. But then you still go and out party, and I'm like, yeah. you ain't that sick of it. Exactly. Like you ain't that sick of it. If you're that sick of it, you'd make a different something mm-hmm. right now. And I had to learn that, like, I had to take that accountability because forever I, I said everyone, it was the world's fault, government's fault, shit ain't working. When I kind of realized, I learned from my one homie when I like talked about like, I always felt like we got groomed into doing what we did as kids mm. by the older, the older people to make us think that this was a family but then my, when i was talking to my one older homie about it, he's like nah man every decision that i made i made 
I chose to do that. And I was like, fuck, that's some real shit. You yeah, take accountability and responsibility, head. man. Like, sure, they might have grew me a bit, but I chose to do that shit. So that's my fault. Whatever things I did before, I made those mistakes. And whatever mistakes I did now, it's always me. If something goes wrong in the business and, like, something gets misbooked, it's not my assistant's fault. It's my fault because I didn't deal with that. Like, I, I learned that. You have to take accountability in business too for everything that goes wrong. If you're the head guy and you're blaming other people for the mistakes, it's not going to work. You need to understand that if you're controlling the goddamn ship, in the end, it's you that fucked up. And you might have to do some calls and get fucking fucked in the ass for some shit that someone else did. But it's just part of the game that taking accountability for mistakes is its yeah. the only way to go ahead. Because if you're like, oh... That's someone else's mm-hmm. fault. You'll never fucking change. One hundred percent. I like, and that's that's the that's the right mindset because actually a lot of people they they don't want it to be their fault. They usually project it onto other people because then it makes it feel like the weight's not on them. Mm-hmm. But when the weight's not on you, then you give away your power completely. Like that means 100%. how are you going to change your situation if it's that guy's fault? No, you just riding the waves. The, and, and and like if it's the world's fault or whoever's fault mm-hmm. it is, then it's completely out of your control. So how are you going to change your situation? You can't because it's not your fault. But when everything's your fault, then you have all the power in the world because the only one standing in your way is you. 100%, bro. 100%. But the, the question is, how do you make people's mentality change? I wonder. Because everyone knows, everyone knows what they need to do and should do. Yep. Everyone fucking knows. Yep. But they don't, don't mean they're going to do it. Nope. And I kind of like feel like I'm a little cold on the world where I've realized like, not everyone's going to make it. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. Ain't everyone going to be at the top. Wherever the fuck it is or whatever you want to be, unless you fucking work it for it, it don't mean you're going to get it. You don't deserve shit. The world owes us nothing. Yeah. Just being here right now is owed enough is great. You know, like, but people feel like they, they deserve shit. But it might be that thing where we came from nothing. So we feel like we already had nothing. That's why, like, you ever had, like... Do you feel like you want to have kids one day? 100% I do. How do you feel about your kids growing up, I guess, more wealthy than mm. we did? Do you think it'll, it'll grow for a bad, I guess, personality or traits? I don't know, man. I think, like, even, even like, the, where we come from, like, we can say that we had a lot of disadvantages, but I can say we had a lot of advantages, too. Yeah, of course. You know, I think there's a lot of people who had it worse off than us, and... And I think there's a lot of, like, life is hard no matter what, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, even if you're wealthy, it could be hard. 100%. Because then, like, you might not have any confidence in yourself <coughs> because you didn't have to do anything. <laughs> you didn't have to grow or do anything to actually achieve anything. So you never feel like that value in yourself, right? I think you can always search for hard things. Like, f- for me, I would love to be able to encourage my future children to, like, you have to get your blue belt in jujitsu. Blue belt in jujitsu. Like, you have to get that. Well, if your kid's not a fighter. Well, like, it's just like, well, what, what if your kid's not a mathematician? They still have to learn math until grade but 12. But to a level. Exactly, to a level. Blue. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you got to be black belt. I guess. <laughs> what if you, yo, you go get that nice-ass soft kid, bro. I was a bitch when I was a kid, bro. Me too. Now, that's why I'm afraid my kid is going to be, my kid's going to be just like me. I was soft, bro. Shit broke Man, me, like, honestly, I, I, it's, at the same time, though, man, I can't even worry too much about that because, like, even looking back at all the things that happened in my life. Yeah. Like it's all perfect. Like it all happened perfectly. Like and even right now, I'm still growing and learning. And the but right things... now, you feel that. But there are probably some times where you thought that this life was fucked. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's why you made it past it to look back now. Because now, 
I look back at like bad times. I'm like, I kind of laugh. I'm like, oh damn, that was stupid. Yeah. You can get like jumped or something. I'm like, oh damn, that was stupid. Fuck. Shouldn't have been rolling around there. <laughs> but like, at times they were pain. It's like, yeah. It's like comedians. It's only funny when you can look past the pain and laugh about it. Yeah. But you have to get past it. Yeah. And I find for kids, the hardest part is getting past that because they feel when you're young, you feel like where you are, that's the rest of your life. Yeah. Like hella dark times. Mm-hmm. And now the complications of like, Everyone looks like they doing real good. I know. Like, everyone looks like they balling and shit. When I know half these motherfuckers don't own these cars. The, the bank owns this car, right? Don't fall for this shit, people, all right? If your homie <laughs> has a new Benz, but he ain't got that much money, it don't sound right. Yeah. Ah, it's called a lease, all right? <laughs> you know, you get a car different ways. Mm-hmm. You don't need to actually own it. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, like, we always see people at almost, like, the end of the race that we don't see none of the process. Yeah that's why i made and, this thing dude yeah people get a little people don't understand that like <clears throat> that like the process is the part that is the most important it's the grueling day in and day yeah. out the waking up checking fucking emails putting out fires yeah. every fucking day yeah there's a little fire and you gotta deal with it well, and it's kind of beautiful it's, it's kind of beautiful mm-hmm. you, you enjoy the chaos for sure that's that's what life is all about. One hundred percent. But I guess like for you, that's that's something you're afraid of, like having be, getting your wealth, achieving your dreams, and then you have your child, and then they are living in a life of lavish and luxury, and that's gonna make them. I just don't want them to grow up to be a rich piece of shit. I'm gonna say it how it is. <laughs> yeah, I need like the struggle's important. Struggle builds character. Mm-hmm. To know that not 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 everything is nothing is owed to you. One hundred percent. You owe the world something, honestly. You have to leave some sort of a mark. You owe the world for being here. Yeah. Chances of being here, what is it? The, the sperm fucking going into the egg thing. It's like yeah. one in a million. Whatever the fuck it is, like we should not be here. The fact yeah. that we survived thirty plus years. How old are you now? I'm thirty one. Oh my god, bro. How are you? you're you're like the same age, right? I actually came here when the Vietnam War ended and just changed my birthday. <laughs> I'm like 87 years old. Damn, dude, you look good. No, I'm 32, man. I'm turning 33. There you go. But like, so we're still young, in a sense. Yeah. I you ever feel like times run tight now? I feel pressure now. Yeah, I don't know if I feel ra- times running tight, but time is more valuable than it's ever been, and Funny. so that's why it's like you know you asked me at the beginning of the podcast like you still getting fucked up, and I'm like nah, I don't got time. Oh, you like, got time. Like literally, because for me, for me, it's like. I'm going to spend a night drinking when I could be working or resting and recovering. And I'm going to spend the next day hungover when I can be working. What if it's a wedding? If it's a wedding, then it's a different thing. Like, okay, so for me, it's like I celebrate wins and, and mm-hmm. milestones. And that's a great reason to go that's and do that. Saying. But like the people who are just going on the weekend oh, and fuck no. for no reason. And they're just like, hey, man, it's Friday. Let's go and do this. <laughs> If I'm anyone's like, wondering, Nick used to be that guy. <laughs> this guy was at every house party, right? This guy yeah. be trying to pull off his singing works on these girls and shit. <laughs> yeah, girl, I'm good at singing. Let me let me let me pull out this guitar. Bro, I never did that in public. I was always behind the Yo, camera. This guy's in the my kumbaya room. guy at the fireplace. You know, when you're capping, you know this motherfucker got a guitar. You go, you, you bring that everywhere, don't you? I don't. I Dude, I wish don't. I knew how to actually, play guitar. Like, that's oh, the thing Lord. though for me. Like I'm actually a really self-conscious person. Oh, who isn't? So, like... Bro, flex that shit. <laughs> Yo, this is that one thing. Everyone's so, like, soft on that shit. Be proud of what you did. Yeah. Like, I get it. 
on all your podcasts when you talk to people everyone's always like I just want everyone to win. Fuck that shit, all right? Everyone can win, but some people that don't like you, fuck them too, all right? Like, we're here to get it, yeah. all right? We gonna eat first, yeah. and everyone else can eat too. Yeah. We ain't gonna try to stop no one. Yeah. But listen, not everyone's gonna win. We a little bit competitive. Yeah. We need a little bit of drive. Everyone's so, like, passive. Like, oh, you go ahead. You go yeah. ahead. Nah, I'ma go. If you ain't gonna make a decision, mm-hmm. I'ma go. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, 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 like, almost wrong to be, like, aggressive like that now. Yeah. Where you're just like, I'm taking control of this bitch, and we're fucking going yeah. here. Like, everyone's so like, that's eh. people's struggle, man. I talk to so many people that have that, like, that struggle of just like being that afraid, aggressive. being afraid to like take up space. Even I know people just everyone's sorry for everything. But like, that's the thing too. Like when I when I look at people like that, like I don't get annoyed at them or upset at them or anything. It's just like I just know that you're dealing with some stuff, and it's just hard for you, man. Like you're just. And, I, and when I see that, it's like people are so afraid to not be liked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that like oh, yeah. they're just trying to like have a persona of like, hey, man, like me. I'm a nice person. It's like I'm nice. Girl. So like you should like me because I'm such a nice person. But actually, when I look at those people, they don't know what they're doing. But what they're doing is actually manipulating people because they're trying to actually portray themselves as something mm-hmm. so that you're nice to them, so that you like them, so that they can control your perception of them. Whereas kind people... Are just like, you can still want other people to win and do all that, but it's not for anybody's mm-hmm. perception of you. It's just like, it's easier for me on my soul to just like want everyone to win and not even really consider you or what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. And just like be on my own path and like not judge you or carry anything against you. It's just easier for me, man. Oh, and yeah, like, it's 100% easier. <laughs> yeah. But you need a little bit of drive, bro. Yeah. No, it's you, true. You can't, you can't have, you can't, no one that's like, if you wanna be that, like getting that shit. Like, you need a little bit of dog in you, bro. Mm. Too much people get rid of that dog because they're like, oh, the friendly way. Listen, I love Gary V too. But a little bit, a little bit of man is a little bit aight, all right? Yeah, but like, Gary V's like that, man. He's competitive. Yeah, exactly. So people, but people don't understand that part. Yeah. They always just think of that whole like, like, yeah, I want everybody to make it too. But I want me to make it too, bro. You got to like, take care of yourself before you like, take yeah, care of Like, yeah, I can't help people if I can't help me first, bro. I got to help me so I can help other people. Yeah. You can't help people if you're struggling too. It's true. But everyone's always like, it's just like, I almost feel like people say these these lines of virtue to make themselves look better. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and they're scared to go against the grade and just say what they really feel. Like, it's like, it's like we said about Shang-Chi. That movie fucking sucks. I'm going to say it as it is. As a fellow yellow Vietnamese speaking Asian. That movie's fucking garbage. It's bad. It's fucking garbage. Like we watched that shit once, all right? I get it. Like it's a great movie. It has thing no for rewatch people. value. But like I'm a just I don't I don't want to watch a movie just because of like like you put Asians in it. Yeah. I want to watch it because it's a good movie. It's true. And I'm gonna say it how it's but everyone's so scared to even say that. Everyone knows it. Yeah. How many Shang-Chi people models did you see get bought? Like little toys? Mm-hmm. None. Yeah, I ain't seen no kids dress up as that guy for fucking Halloween. They want to be Iron Man and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. It's just like you, 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 you could say if you don't like things, but these days people scared. Yeah, you know, like it's it's almost bad to have your own opinion now. Yep, you can have an opinion, but as long as it's unless it's agreed upon by society. Yeah, you might get you might get in some shit. Well, especially now in this whole cancel culture age oh, of dude. just like, yo, say this. If you don't say this, then you're bad. And it's like, bro, like yo, I can have my like, own opinion. I don't have to COVID, say that, man. I avoided all that shit. Yeah, I just like I was like, we ain't getting no. We do tattoos here, right? Yeah, we ain't here for no political shit. Y'all can do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. 
people got deep. When people, I've learned when people got time, yeah. they got a lot of time. Yeah. Because like, it, it for sure was, those were fucking dark times. Very dark. <laughs> Did you get, you get vaccinated? Or are you scared to say it on um, I'm half sedated. I'm half sedated. I got one. You got one. Which one did you get? Uh, you want me to fucking plug a pharmaceutical company and let you know what brand of vaccination I got? Well, it's not like, it, <laughs> like what people are going to go get it now. <laughs> no, I, I got a... Uh, yeah. You know, it's crazy because like, that's like so personal. It's like, which one? It was just like... Well, it's my HIPAA rights, doc. I don't even need to tell you my, my medical status bro, at all. Bro. Yeah, if you if you scared, don't worry. How about you? I'll, I'll you tell got, you. you got I got none. Good for you, dog. I played it out. Dude, I got tormented from my parents, yeah. from people I knew, yeah. people like European guard. I'm like, guys, I just want to just wait and see what the data is here. Yeah. I got questions. Yeah. Right? And, and then all of a sudden now they're like, no one, no one even, no one, people just pretend like it never happened. I had one person apologize yeah. for being shitty to me. Yeah. They're like, hey, sorry about like, yeah. but most people just pretending like they never were a dick to me about it just because I didn't know. Yeah. I was just trying to, I was just trying to figure it out. I'm like, guys, I don't want to. Put stuff in me before right. I know what's happening. I got questions. I like, and I. It was just one of those things where like, I'm like, well, why is it bad to ask questions? It was bad 100%. to just ask. And there was a lot of things that I went through with my homies oh, too because no I resisted it. I resisted it for. Oh, no, people a while. tried. Yeah, but they forced a lot of people. Had no choice. Your li- yeah. your life livelihood was in 100%, in the life. Like I was bro. fortunate that I owned my own business, and you know. I was able to sneak past it. Yeah. Cause they tried hard, like making it where people couldn't work their jobs. I couldn't I couldn't leave the country, couldn't go to bars, couldn't go to restaurants at some time. Yeah. Then at one point they wanted to stop us so we couldn't buy groceries. I'm like, damn, That's I'm crazy. like where do I live? I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? I'm like, just because like it's crazy how the world got like that. Well, man, for me it's even like the dichotomy of like I'm on this team or this team is like so toxic. Like it's why do you or, even have to thing. participate? It's like like for me, other. I don't even want to participate in like because there's there's some to. there's some people who are like I didn't get vaccinated and anyone who did get vaccinated and they're they're chirping them and they're trying to oh, bring dude. them down and be like so, these guys are demons and then the other side is like oh you didn't get vaccinated you're a demon where it's just like man allow people to just make their own choices like if you got vaccinated that's great if you know, didn't get I, vaccinated that's great like whatever was the right choice for you at the time but I'll say this man I had a negative side effect from oh, my no. first dose and like. I was getting these crazy chest pains and like these weird things. And I'm a really athletic person. And I started to realize it in like these high cardio situations. I was oh, like, shit. I was like, oh man, my heart feels really weird. And then obviously there's a bunch of this information coming out about um, young men being, especially athletic young men, having, being in this demographic of people who are likely to get side effects that are due to their heart. Their heart. So I got all of these different tests done. Turns out. I have a hole in 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 uh, in between the two chambers of my oh, heart. Fuck you have one of the, you have a what's it called a murmur. Um, the doctor said it's a PFO. I don't really know what that stands for. Um, it's and, and obviously there's no way to confirm or deny that this is a result of the vaccine or not. It could be a birth defect, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I know <laughs> you sound like a guy. Trying to, listen, don't come after me, guys. It's not you guys. I'm just saying this. No, but that's no, but level. that's but that's actually like legit, right? Like I'm not gonna oh, go yeah, here, word, and, bro. You can't. There's no way. That's why, like, there's no way to know. That's actually the truth. There's no way to Dude, know. And if just, I go and I say that, then I'm actually talking out of my ass. Because, right, there's actually no way to know. But for me, after that, I made the personal choice that I'm not going to get this. And then at that point, the job that I quit was like, oh. was like, you need to have two vaccinations. And then I was like, and there's like so many things you could do, right? There's like, 
everyone's just telling me Photoshop a yeah yeah Photoshop yo, a thing. Right? Yeah, the, the underworld the right but but then you know what man like you're talking about virtue and people having false virtue and just talking or whatever yeah 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 for me my virtue is being a man of integrity and honesty and truth mm-hmm. and so i'm like yeah i could easily photoshop this thing i got all the skills this is why but yeah. I decided not to, and I decided to be like, One or the other. I'm going to, I'm going to walk throughout the world as the person that I am, and if this job tells me I can't work here because I'm not fully vaccinated, then I fully accept the consequences mm-hmm. of me being in my truth. That was it. And so I did that, and then they were like, "Okay, that's okay. You can just work from home." Sick, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, that's like, but see, you learned a good lesson of there of choosing like. You need to choose where you stand and ride it. Like, that's why I, there were so many options of people like, yo, I got a guy that could yeah. link you up a fake pass. I'm like, if they don't want me in there because I won't do it, I know my choice. And I was like, yeah. and if like I do something bad happens to me because I didn't do it, I know what I did. It was, I, it would have been my choice. I made that yeah. decision to not do it. And like, it, it became like such a, I feel like, I feel very bad for like the youth that came at that time, man. Cause like, we were mentally at a different state at that point. Of course. But being a teenager going through COVID, whoa, man, I was fucking, you, oh, that been bad. And like, I remember I met, I think I was like tattooing like an 18 year old that just turned 18. And I was like, yo, you go in the club and it was closed. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, it's your 18th birthday. And you don't even, you can't even like go yeah. experience being 18 yeah. just because it's not even an option. Like, yeah. damn, that changes like, it, it's just, those are like vital moments of your life yeah. that like, just like. It's just experiences that are just taken away from these youngins and like, damn, dealing with that, that much like choosing a side and like when you're young, you're so easily manipulated into whichever direction that happens that that you could irreparably damage relationships over this. And it's just like, man, getting bullied as a kid for choosing whichever side is probably rough as it is. Like, because in a school, I used to think like popular kids and things that that shit mattered. I know. So like you know, like you know, like you thought that, you thought that motherfucker who was like the coolest kid, that was the shit. Like you need, like that guy was the king. Fun tip: that's not the king. No. <laughs> <laughs> Life is way more complicated. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yo, uh, do you feel like now that we're getting older, that everyone kind of looks the same? Just we have bellies and less hair. Yo, I swear, everyone looks the same. They just have less hair and just bigger bellies, bro, in a family now. Like, yeah. She's di- Yo, our hair is disappearing. How, how's your hairline right now? You hide that under that hat. Hey, I, I You know always I, wear the hat now. Is there is there hair under there? Oh, man, come on. Okay, all right. Look you that. still doing good? You get a gray hair yet? I got a ton of gray hair. Really? I got a ton. Wow. I can't wait till it's like completely straight up That's silver. That's what I said. I wanted either silver or none at all. Yeah. I got one right now. It's right here. Cause you stay young, bro. You got third. that. You got that vibrant young, young spirit. You know. Yo, it's called smoking weed and drinking liquor. <laughs> all right, these guys all talking about. You, listen, you got to do a little bit of booze to keep it young. But man, like I'll say this, right? We can we can sit here and we can talk about like you know how how there's these people who are like scared to be this or scared yeah, to be yeah, that, yeah. and we can go and like look down on those people. But just like you said, when you're young, that's what you are. Yeah. Like, there's a deep biological need to be accepted. Because back in the day, in caveman days, if you're not accepted, you're dead, bro. You need a tribe. You need a tribe. Everyone's just you looking need to people. belong So, somewhere. like, they're looking to belong. And to break that biological desire for, like, belonging... Oh, yeah. ...takes a crazy mental shift. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so... 
you know, I have compassion for those people, man. Because I was once, I was once that person. I was also once that person, like in my room. Like when I started making music, I didn't tell anybody, dude. Like I was just in, I was just playing guitar in a camera, and then all of a sudden, people found it. Oh my god! And when they found it, bro, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my god, they know that I like R and B music, and I'm like soft. And I'm singing these songs. Yo, you to were a singing them soft songs. That wasn't like everyone wanted to rap gangster shit. Exactly. Yeah, yo, that's so Asian. Like Asians love R and B, bro. <laughs> yo, we love R and B. Yo, the brothers love R and B, but Asians, we got like, we don't have many Asian rappers, you know. But like R and B, we got some R and B guys. Who's we the know top? The who's side. the top R and B Asian guy? Honestly, I don't really listen to Asians. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the the top. Asian R&B guy, probably, hands down, would probably be like, who do I know? Uh, you know, I just listen to Kai Lung. It's just Vietnamese music. <laughs> just a little bit of... <laughs> well, Yo, I don't, who's the best Asian R&B singer then? Wait, is it Nick Lee? Man, honestly, Nick I think Lee's I got Lee? some music in, in like the closet that no one's heard that is like puts me on top. Because <laughs> like, when you went to Vancouver, did you go to record music? I always no. wondered, what, what did you go there for? So when I went to Vancouver, it was because like uh, my family owned a business out there. And at that time, you know, the way that my dad was running the business, my dad's an amazing person and he's like, he's, he's done a lot of great things. And I, I, I hope to achieve half as much as he's been able to achieve in his life. But the way he was running it out there was like he had one employee mm. running that entire store. What is it? What store? Uh, it's, a, it's a professional beauty supplier so it's a wholesale oh. distributor for salons and spas Warehouse and stuff like that thing. yeah ah, and there was bald. yeah so there was uh there was one there was just one person working there and i remember i went there to like kind of help out my dad we went to vancouver and, and i was like dad like what happens if this person quits this person has far too much leverage yeah. on us yeah the power and then like next thing you know like not even a month later she quits oh fuck right and then so we're at this point where it's like you gotta help the fam. Where it's like, well, I was never pressured. I was never pressured to. I know, but, I, but, but you still feel it. You still feel it. You know what? It's like, you know what you got to do. Even though you that just like you were saying, you know yeah, what you got to do, you but most people don't do, do it. But like, it's gonna put your life on hold, yeah. possibly. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a heavy decision. And that was hard for me because actually I resisted that so much. But there was like there was there was this thing inside me that was just like, who else is gonna do this? Yeah, and you know what they've given to you already. They exactly. You up to this point, you gotta, you gotta help the fam. Yeah. Like some, you gotta. But, but like, yeah, he'll take. And that was at a point in my life where I had this mental shift of like, life is about service. Like kind of like you said, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, we you gotta, owe the world yeah. for being here. Like Ali says, the rent for being on this earth is service to others. One hundred percent. So like for me, it was like, who's better to serve than my family? So I just took a leap of faith and I was like, yeah, like I'm going to move. Did you have a girl at that time? Uh, man, I have, I was in this like tumultuous on and off relationship, oh, bro. So it was, a, it was probably good getting a fresh It was good for me to get away from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that's good. toxic for your mind. It was toxic you for my mind and my soul, dude. Yeah, and and then like once I got out there, like there was this feeling of like as soon as I landed, like I fell asleep on the plane and as soon as I landed, I woke up from like the turbulence of just hitting the ground and then I was just like, this is exactly what I was supposed to do. And, and that was actually the best year of my life. And people, crazy. And people like ask me like, oh, yeah, because Vancouver is so awesome, right? You got to go to the beach. And oh, my God, I love Vancouver as a city. That's so great. 
But like for me, it was the best year of my life because it was the hardest year of my life. It's because I realized what I was capable of. It's mm-hmm. because I realized that like you can put me in this place and you can put me in like a place where I don't know anybody or have any resources or any experience in this area and, I, and I'll survive. I'll make it out Word, of there. Word, bro. And that built my confidence up so much to the point where like that location was so successful that my dad was like, oh, come back to, to Calgary and help me out with my two other locations here. And then I, I went on that journey, and even leaving that business was a huge leap of faith as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, struggle builds character. 100%. You took a chance, and like, shit, it could have all went bad, and everyone's like, you're a fucking idiot. Why'd you fucking leave yeah. to fucking go to Vancouver? But like, you took a chance, and like, it builds character. Like, yeah. Whether it works out or not, you would have always come back grown. Mm-hmm. You, could take, you could take gains from negative negative things that's the only time you take games 100 percent. like you don't learn when you beat the shit out so when you learn when you get your ass whooped mm-hmm. and life will whoop your ass a bunch of times but you could also learn nothing when you get your ass whooped by totally. life by just like you could easily learn nothing but a lot of people don't went learn down there and, so like y'all y'all still do that y'all still push your makeup so there was kind of like so covid hit oh and so fuck. our entire customer base oh, is said that they can't work they're not allowed to do nails no more. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to have their spa open. You can't cut hair. And so that... Oh, that probably hurt the business bad. That hurt the business in a lot of ways, but you know, it also brought my family so close together. At the time, which was the only time in our history as a family that all the brothers were in the business, right? So it also oh, made cool. the stakes even higher. So it was kind of like, we, we shifted. So we got curbside pickup. We went online. We did all these different things to kind of... Um, Whose idea was that? Survive. It was all of us, I'd say, as a collective. Oh, right. How old are your brothers? My brother, my oldest brother is 42. Holy fuck. After them, he's 41. And then after that, I have a brother who is 34. Damn, your parents never had no breaks then? No, there was a break. So there's like my two brothers at the 40s. Yeah, kind of. Like, (laughs) And then 10 years later, then me and my brother. they had them so split apart. I would have just bang, bang, bang the drum, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. Your poor parents. Yeah, good thing. Thank God you went and helped them. Because, damn, your parents (laughs) went through a lot of shit, man. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Just Just one half sister or one sister. 100%. 100%. Mm, yeah. Well, I got to take a pee pee. No, please. I mean, I got to take a pee. Yo, they, they ain't, we, ain't, we ain't trying to project shit or hide anything. We all cool. It's all open. <laughs> it's all open. Yeah, I got, I, got a, I got two sisters. Yeah, I'm the only boy. Wow. So Based what was that pressure. like? Well, I didn't grow up with the one half sister, so don't really know what growing with her. But growing with my other sister, like my, my older sister, Christina... Um, for sure. We didn't get along very well. When yeah. We were young. No, we fought a lot. Yeah. But like our household was like kind of like our parents were very religious, you know? Mm-hmm. So like we had a different vibe of household, especially being super Christian and very Asian. Yeah. Damn, shit was tight in that motherfucker, which right. I almost wonder is like, so there are a lot of things, expectations to live up to. But me and my sister were not very tight. Now that we're older, we're, we're, we're a lot closer than before. Mm-hmm. But like, really enough, like I never even hugged like hugged my mom until like last year. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> like never said I love you, ever. They've yeah. never said it to me ever. Yeah, I've never heard it. I've even asked some Asian friends. I'm like, yo, like, your still parents say I love day? you. Still your parents, do they say it to you? My mom does. <laughs> See exactly, yo. I remember the one time I hugged my dad when he went to Vietnam. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, my dad. My, my, oh, oh, so awkward. Oh, yeah. yeah, never hugged him again. It's fucking weird. My dad, I hug my dad. Oh yeah, is it weird? Does he hug you back? <laughs> or does he just stand there like a stiff board? You know, it's hard for him. I think it's hard but for him. I know, because the old Asian cultural shit. You're not allowed to. No, nah, Asians, you, the love is the house. 
paying the bills. That's the love. The food. The love is the that's sacrifice. That's the love. Yeah, the, the, the work. Yeah. But like, I always envied my my white friends because like, they'd be hugging their moms and shit, making jokes. And I'm like, damn, I don't make jokes with my parents. Yeah. It's not like that. Like now that we're older, me and my mom, like we're real close now because I told my mom straight up everything I did. All the dirt. Wow. I just felt that if we couldn't relate unless I was real with her and yeah. just told her this is all the shit I did and this is why I am the way I am. Yeah. Because you always wonder why the fuck are you like this? Well, you know, I'm seeing some shit. So yeah. now that I explained it, she gets it mm-hmm. and we're super close but I've never told my dad that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. He way too old school. He probably got to die before knowing that shit. That's So you're me. okay with that? I'm okay with that. We yeah. keep it traditional on this bitch. Yeah. He, he only needs to know and he needs to know. If he wants yeah. to know, I'll let him know but if you yeah. don't want to know, it's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. You hug your parents. You know, your, your dad yeah, and it was like, that. but there was a point where we didn't. Exactly. Like, there was a point where, like, we literally just had the most quiet dinners of all time. It was just like, you eat and then you leave, and then that's it. Like, we didn't even say anything like, to each other. The you, news is on, and that's it. Did you give him a kiss? No, right. it was just like, it would just be like, you know, I don't know if you guys do this at your house, but it's like, my bad map before you eat. Like, you my them? I don't know. Oh, no, like, maybe back in the day, no more now. Now we just, we just pray. Yeah, but that was what it was. Like you just oh, like you wow. just do yeah, that, super tradition. and then you just eat, and then you're like, okay, my, and then you're out, and like we didn't we didn't talk to each other, and so, it wasn't until wow. like exactly the same thing I opened up to my parents. Okay, and I was just like, yeah, like this is what it is. But but for me and my dad, the thing that really helped me reconnect with my dad was like moving to Van and realizing like I was going through so many hardships, like just in my own personal development. Yeah, that I just started to ask my dad questions, and I think that like. That's a huge thing for men is like we want to pass down our mm-hmm. learning, our our experience down to the next generation. And like a lot of my upbringing was kind of like me resisting any of my dad's mm-hmm. like trying to give yeah, me yeah. any wisdom. Word, I was always bro. like, dad, what the fuck do you know? Well, you grew up in Vietnam and we're here. You don't know anything. Yeah, I know better. <laughs> right? Like as a kid, you don't know any better. So that's what you think. But then once I was like, I moved to Van when I was 25. And at that point, like my dad was 25 when he escaped from Vietnam. Damn, he was he was older. Yeah, so like when so I started to see myself in him. Mm. And like any mistakes, quote unquote mistakes that my dad made, I was like, I'm 25, I don't know anything. Like oh. if I had a kid when I was 25, I would be the worst dad ever. Oh, word, bro. And so like I I and then I started looking at my dad in the completely different way and I'm like, wow, my dad's actually a great man. Yeah, he worked it out well. Like, things he, worked exactly. out. Exactly. He did four he, boys, four? Four? Four. Four of us, man. And I was just like, man, you did a great job. And then it came to a point I just had deep respect for my father. And I was just like asking him a lot of questions. Like, Dad, when you left Vietnam, like, um, you know, what were you thinking? Or like, what was the hardest thing for you? Like, oh, when you were worried about money, like being here, like, Mm -hmm. what was that like? And I I started really picking his brain for stuff. Mm -hmm. And then me and my dad's relationship blossomed from that like oh, that actually sounds good like i've never thought about that yeah place. obviously it's it's hard for him because i think you know in the most traditional sense like a man shows his love through duty like yeah. he he shows up and he's like i Does put food on the do. table i i provide for you i sacrifice every waking moment mm-hmm. of my life so that everyone here is taken care of and then like um, in a in a traditional sense, the mother's love is love. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That's like, the that's the motherly love. That's what you always love your mother. Yeah, you know. Like, so th- I think that's natural for for that. But yeah, like my dad was. My dad is a great man, and and that's the way that I humanized. Like I humanized him. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah. a human. You're not my dad. Yo. You're like a you're like a guy. Because they raised <laughs> with fear and respect. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it like it was like when your parents come you hiding, you know, you you scare you your dad's going to whoop your ass. Exactly. You're like, "Oh shit, dad's oh, oh fuck." Yo, that's the oh, scariest fuck, stuff ever up. when you're a kid. You know, and like, they're like and they're literally like, 
grab the spoon. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> and you're fear, like, man. you gotta grab the spoon you're gonna get beat with, bro. Like, but you like, gotta now, go grab the weapon. You can't even whoop a kid's ass now, so, like, I don't even know. What... <laughs> Do you ever have a fear that you're, you will become the bad sides of what you're raised as? Like, the bad sides of your dad? I actually, I'm actually not. Because, like, I, I feel like I've done so much exploration of myself that yeah. I don't think I would have to go there. And I think, like, the biggest thing that I think that I I kind of broke down for adults as as I, as a kid. I was like, every adult's pretending like they know what no, is no going on. No, no one's an adult. No one's an adult. Right? We thought they're adults. What the fuck? Yeah, like you just assume like, oh, these adults know what they're doing. Like they know the world. It's and like I, student teachers. You thought they're like really old? They're like 20 fucking five years old. They're fucking kids. They're clubbing on the weekends. Yeah. Like we thought they were like old. Like yeah. it was just so weird that like no one really knows yeah. what being an adult is. You kind of yeah. just... Figure out what you think an adult is and just kind of do that. For me, it's just like about just being like, hey, I don't know what's going on either. Or like, this is how I dealt with my emotions and like me learning, me kind of like, I know like, you know, in the podcast earlier, like traumas, traumas, (laughs) but for me, like traumas, for me, like I really dug deep into those for myself. And Mm -hmm. like, so I feel like I've really healed my inner child or, or I'm in the process of doing that. And so that's the same thing. The way I, the way I parent my inner child is mm-hmm. the way I would parent my child. So like when my kid is upset, I'm not going to go and be like, grab the spoon. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to be like, oh, well, this is how I deal with my emotions now. Like, so like maybe I can help you and pass down my knowledge and my experience down to this kid. Is, is that a fear that you have? Like that you're going to be the worst part? Well, of- <laughs> I for sure learned with having an apprentice that uh, no matter how much I try not to be my father, Sometimes you kind of become that motherfucker. Yeah. And it was like one of them things where it's just like my I I have a problem where my heavy drive and expectation was is almost becoming like my parents, the old Asian way, where mm. like I almost was like very hard on my apprentice and weird expectations of how she should do. Mm. That I've learned a lot about myself through teaching tat, how to tattoo uh Timeless Venom on Instagram, find her. She's killing shit. But yeah, Tat went through a lot of shit with me like I was like a fucking, like a single dad figuring shit out. You know, I wasn't ready to have an apprentice right. or a kid. But, you know, things worked out well and Tat's killing it. She had to stick with a lot of my bullshit. But, like, I learned a lot about myself of just, like, talking to, like, I guess a therapist about my expectations of what I expect from my child mm. or, like, or like yourself. your students or yourself. Like, and... It it does get hard in a way where, man, kid, everyone I've learned learns very differently. When I was <laughs> younger, I was, I needed, I needed motivation and support. I needed yeah. positive motivation, reinforcement. But now that I'm older, my dad was not that way though. He's very negative all the time. <coughs> it was always one of them things where like, you dumb and you ain't going like, and that broke me down. Right. But as I got older, that's why I said my friend Corey that trained me that was really negative. It taught me that like when someone tells me I can't do stuff now, I like it where I'm like, I'll prove you wrong. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very confrontational about it now. Yeah. But I said with Corey, I cried a lot of shit. I was soft, you know, like I didn't like it when someone told me I couldn't do something before. But now mm-hmm. I challenge that. I'm like, tell me I can't do something. Right. But like just because I'm like that now doesn't mean my child will. Because right. I wasn't like that before. Yeah. If you told me I couldn't do something, I'd probably believe you. I'd probably be crying about it and believe you. But now I'm just like, fuck that guy. Like, mm-hmm. expecting my child to be like my mental is 
not always realistic because everyone learns differently. And I've learned that I have to really cater around like, like Tat for sure. She, she could take a lot of shit, but she's also a lot more sensitive in ways. So I learned that like, she does care about like the little compliments and stuff like that. Where like, even when I was going through my apprenticeship, like I couldn't take like criticism about my work very well from my mentor. I was a bitch. I was a pussy about Tat's way better, but she's open to like hearing what needs to be done. So she learned a lot faster. But that's why I learned everyone's so different. I have to, when I have a kid, I'll never know how they learn. Right. My kid might be one of those kids where they love that negativity, where they're like, yeah, I'm a yeah. beast. Or my kid might be super soft and just need like, hey, you're doing great. Like, yeah. do your best. And you just kind of just got to feel it out as you go and figure people out. But you can't put your expectations of how someone, how you learn on someone else because it, it doesn't work like that. Exactly. And I thought it did at first, but it don't. Because a lot of times that I tried to push tat really hard it it almost was like it would almost like break her it'd just be too much Mm -hmm. and it was just like it's not her learning style and when people it's not in their learning style you don't you're not a good teacher or a good guide 100 percent. and teaching a child is so much different than even teaching like an apprentice because i like Mm -hmm. to teach her like really to tattoo and that's not the same as teaching someone like life like i taught her a lot about like we taught her taxes and all that shit. I taught her how to run a business. That's blessed. Like, Tat's going to be fucking solid. If she ever opens her own shop and shit, she's going to be good. She knows how to do all that shit. Because mm. I want to make sure, like, you don't withhold information. And she's very willing to learn. That's why, like, who knows? I might have another apprentice, another kid, or, or a kid or something that just has no drive to learn. Yeah. And you have to figure out why or how to get them intrigued. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of life is everyone's so different. And how they are now doesn't mean how they will be later. Because, yeah, like I said, I was a pussy, bro. I'm crying all the goddamn time, but oh, shit. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy because I've gone through so many, like, points of change where I kind of, like, even double back sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, so for, I say, like, I was pretty, I'm pretty similar. I can relate a lot to your experience where mm-hmm. it's, like, I was a quote-unquote bitch or whatever right like uh, like (laughs) you're even scared to say it well like even like because because i don't like to speak to myself like that yeah see i'm a very negative to myself speaker where i always wonder i'm like i wonder if that's bad but like that drives me i'm like man don't be a pussy well that's the thing too like that's where i was at too like like i said my my fitness journey started with being like oh i'm skinny and i'm not enough and so to be enough i have to get to work and i have to do this stuff right Mm -hmm. and like that took me pretty far like, I, I was able to achieve a lot through the mindset of, like, I'm a piece of shit. And yeah, yeah, to yeah. not be a piece of shit, I got to do the work. So here's what's required of me to do. But that actually pushed me to a point, like, because I actually lived that to a point where it gave me shingles. <laughs> oh, I had shingles too, bro. You're, I know. You're, you're the reason. We're oh, brothers, yeah, you're we're brothers the and shingles. You're we're the guy that set it off. <laughs> so, like, so for me, like, yeah, like, to me, <laughs> sure, that can get you to a certain place of being like, it'll like, if your drive comes from not enoughness, yeah, 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 it's not sustainable. Of course, like, because then you're never gonna be enough. You're always going to have to <laughs> do more. Of course. And there's actually a part of my development where I was like, yeah, I totally shunned the soft side of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, oh man, don't be soft. We're not negotiating this. It doesn't matter that your spine is feeling really weird right now. You're going to go and you're going to train and you're going to roll and you're going to spar. Oh, it doesn't (laughs) matter that your face is going numb right now. You're going to go lift and you're going to go and you're going to do all the things that you always do. Oh, it doesn't matter that your fucking face is burning. 
you're going to go and you're going to continue on and you're going to push through all the way until the point where I didn't go to the doctor and I had the worst case of shingles that this doctor has seen in a long time. Well, shit, in the end, you should right? went to the guy. So then doctor. from that <laughs> from that point, I had to double back and I was like, oh man, like, what is the source of my motivation for life? And what is going to be sustainable for me to the point where mm-hmm. I don't burn out and crumble and break underneath the pressure that I put on myself? Fuck yeah. Like, it's like, you know, it's like a plant. Mm-hmm. Does it need rain to grow? Of course it does. But if you put too much rain on it, it's going to drown and it's going to die. So it's like, how much do you push something? Just because that's an ingredient for growth, it doesn't mean that's the only thing it needs. Oh, of course. Everybody, and there's more nuance than that, right? So like, now it's like, oh, so is the plant going to grow the best when you yell at it and you're like, why aren't you fucking growing, you stupid mm-hmm. plant? Here, have some more water. You need to toughen up, plant. Or is it to actually feel into plant and be like, hey, here's a little bit of water. Here's some sun. Here's some soil. This is everything you need. And I'm going to be patient and allow, <coughs> and allow it to grow and allow it to manifest the way that it is naturally rather than forcing things all the time. Mm. And so from that point of development of like, oh, I can't be soft, I need to grow, back to like, oh, I need to be soft to grow. Mm. Like, so that's what I mean by doubling back on my, on my learning where it's like, oh, even though this thing got me to this place, it's not going to get me to the place that I want to go. A nice balance. Yeah, and that's the thing I struggle with most actually is like I'm always like... <laughs> one or the other. One or the other yeah, thing. I like, feel that. Yeah, yeah it's like... One or the other, especially with that, like, I for sure need to get, like, I've been told many times that I'm toxic motivation. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I believe that it's all right to have emotion for sure. Like, it's all right to cry and shit. Yeah. But I believe at the right times. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I feel shit. I cry during movies and shit. But, you know, like, it's one of those, like, I'm for sure a lot more traditional when it's, like, even with the plant thing where I'm, like, you can water a plant, tell the plant to grow, but I ain't no fucking plant. You know, (laughs) I ain't no goddamn plant. I like does does like softness and like patience. Does that build warriors? Like, Mm. does that build? Would Mike Tyson be the motherfucker he would be without that sort of struggle? That sort of like you need to step it up. Sometimes you need to know you ain't the shit. Yeah. You'd like, cause so many people these days get told you you're good enough. No, you ain't mm-hmm. where you ain't. Let's be real about it. You ain't living up to your potential, but too many people now like, Oh, you're good the way you are. No, you could be better though. Yeah. And that's why, like, I think there for sure is a point where like, you don't want to always, you need to be happy with what you have, but always hungry for more because you need to have that drive to strive for more because as soon as you be chilling, someone always be coming to take it or you gonna lose it like you gotta you gotta you could relax but you need to relax with the right moments mm-hmm. you know like you're you need to always continuously grow because yeah. once you think that you are the shit or you're good the way you are you're not growing mm-hmm. and growth is key a plant that doesn't grow is a dead plant 100 i need a i don't give a fuck what what motivation it needs whether it's more patience or negativity whatever it be you figure out what it needs to be but you need to grow at always like it don't matter like you're not good enough it's the truth you're not even at your best when you're 70 years old and you think you're good enough no you could be better you always could be better for who for the people around you for yourself because like in the end i ain't no fucking plant i right? give me any water you want give me any fucking <laughs> negativity i'm gonna take it mm-hmm. you know because like too too much people be like chilling now being like oh yeah you know like this is okay is it 
Is yeah. it if this is okay, then don't ever bitch about fucking yeah. not paying your shit on time and shit and be like, oh man, I was late mm-hmm. on this bill. Well shit, then I guess shit ain't okay. I guess mm-hmm. you should have grinded a little more. Like sometimes yeah. you need to get kicked in the dick to fucking keep it moving. Cause like people are scared to take a little bit of pain to get a little more. But like you're not good enough. Yeah. Where you're at right now is not where you need to end it. Mm-hmm. You could end it where you fucking want to be. Yeah. Like you but like I'm going to be better than I am today, tomorrow. Yeah. Whether it be like in some sort of way, a little bit is better than nothing. Yeah. And comfortability is what kills you in all mm-hmm. aspects. It's like relationships, I feel. Once you get to know each other so well, you're perfect roommates. It doesn't really matter. You're like, you got to always grow together in some sort of way. It's true, man. Like, I agree with you in terms of like, there's nothing in nature that actually is maintained yeah there's no such thing as maintenance in nature like you're either growing or decaying yeah that's actually what nature is and i agree 100 percent with that right now but like you know we're still living in this world of dichotomies it's like you're either resting or you're grinding but and and like Mm -hmm. and we talk about warriors to me a warrior is fully present Mm -hmm. that is the best warrior the 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 warrior who has the vulnerability is the warrior who isn't present, who actually ignores the emotion. So if I'm a warrior and I'm just ignoring my emotions, I actually am vulnerable. If I'm the completely present warrior who's like, oh, I feel this emotion, and I, and, but I don't let the emotion drive. Of course. But the emotion the isn't, isn't making the decision. I'm making the decision. Of course. But I'm totally 100% aware of the emotion because the emotions are just information. Of course. Emotions, like if I'm sad, that's telling me something bad happened. Hell yeah. If I'm angry, that means that my boundary has been crossed. If I'm happy, that means, oh, this is something that I should do more of. And this is something that resonates mm-hmm. with my soul. I need my emotions to tell me things. And I think that there's, there was a part of my life where I did ignore my emotions, and that was my biggest vulnerability. Oh, ignoring them's wrong. But it's like I said, reaction is everything. Yeah. You know when you're sad. You know when you're happy. You know when you've been fucked over. But, like, how you react to it. Just because someone fucked you over doesn't mean you have to react with anger. Yeah. But then people react on their emotions like their emotions run their life. But that's why I say, like, to be a true warrior is not to ignore your emotions, but to, be, to understand your emotions and react to them in the suitable fashion exactly because like just because something goes it's like when my place like flooded the first time i was your tattoo shop my house oh shit my like one roommate he was fucking already kicked in the door panicking slipped broke on the floor freaking out just panicking like you can't make you're reacting on your emotion i knew shit there was smoke everywhere but like was not freaking out like that. Once there was a grease fire, my other roommate, he was fucking losing his mind. Did, didn't even want me to like go get a fire, so he was just scared. And that's where I learned, like, you, you can have emotions and shit, but it's how you act on it. Mm-hmm. Being a man isn't about not having any emotion, which everyone always like, mistakes it. It's like, yeah. to be a man, you can't have any emotion. No, no, no. To be a man, you have emotion, but you act on your emotion at the correct times. Yeah. It's like, it's okay to cry when you're sad, but like, Sometimes it's like one of those things like if you're in a hospital, let's say, and someone you care about is really like there's shit's going bad. 
and someone else is relying on you, they're crying too. And you, sometimes you might have to show strength yeah. with people around you. And that's like looked down upon these days to ignore that emotion. But you're not ignoring that emotion. You're just reacting to it differently. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are getting wrong. They think that it's either one or the other. But I'm like, no, it's how you react to it. It's like, just because I'm sad doesn't mean I have to cry. I, may, I, I can cry later if I want. I could cry now. But how I react to it will dictate how things, how the situation unfolds. It's in the true. End. Because like, as much as people say it, I always say we're like, everyone now says like, it's okay for a guy to cry. It's cool. I'm like, all right, let, let's just get the situation. We're in a situation. The Titanic is broken in half. We're hanging off. <laughs> I'm the leader. I'm crying everywhere. We go, oh, God, I'm fine. You're going to trust me? You won't trust me. You won't trust me. Oh, he's so attuned with his emotions. Motherfucker crying so much. Shut the fuck up. We got shit to do. It's the truth. Like, that's why I say like, everyone says it's cool, but at the right times. Mm-hmm. If we're in a time of situation, the house is on fire. Shit is falling down. I'm fucking crying right now because it is too much. That's not a good... I'm sorry, but that... that We're all going to die. Like It's the truth. But like that's why I say, like of course, it's good to cry. But in the right situations yeah. or emotions. Like it's, you need to choose when the right time of emotion... And that's the hardest thing about it is like... As a, a, a man, you have to like... Especially with traditional values, it's, it's hard to understand when is correct to show your feelings because of course our parents didn't show much feeling at all right so then we start confusing showing feelings with having no feelings right and there's that's why i say there's a big difference like you're allowed to show feeling like you i cry during movies all the goddamn mm-hmm. time but like it's just like i'm not gonna you're not gonna see me crying at a situation where people need me to be strong because i understand what my position is and what i have to do and that's the difference of a leader and someone who's not or a warrior because warriors know it's like courage. Courage is, is being brave and in a sense of when you're scared. Like yeah. you're going, you know shit ain't good, but you still go and that's courage. Right. It's not about not being scared. You are scared, but you're still going to do what has to be done. Exactly. And it's, it's the situation of, was it good? Was it good times make soft men? Mm-hmm. You know, hard times make strong men. And it's one of those real things that like, We've been cushioned for a while now that it's okay to open, which is good because like a lot of people have a lot of feelings and need yeah. to be touching on and reflecting on themselves. But like to a point, we we still like you don't want to lose yourself to your emotions or else your emotions dictate everything you do. Yeah. And so many people get triggered. Like that word of being triggered is just real. Like everyone just emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, this someone said a joke I don't like. Oh. I'm triggered. I'm going to fight this motherfucker. Well, look like you acting on your emotion like a pussy. I right? like relax a little bit. It's a joke. Like chill. Yeah. Like chill. Like, is it worth it? Like, mm-hmm. what's your reaction to this going to be? So it's like even growing up Asian, someone calls you like straight up, like someone calls you a chink. How are you going to react to that? You could give him the, like you could say nothing and like, fuck that guy, you know, or you could get mad and be like, I'm going to cancel your bitch ass and yeah. start tripping. But now it's almost like they win. But that's why I say reacting your how you react to every given situation is the most important thing. Because mm-hmm. everyone's gonna try to punk you no matter where you go. But that's how you know if you're a bitch if you let it get to you. Yeah. And it's the hard lesson in life is that like nothing's made to make you comfy. It's oh, gonna man. be it's going people gonna come at you in all angles. You're like how you react to things will ultimately decide what happens. Cause you could easily react to something bad and get stabbed, you know? Yeah, and that's the that's the accountability thing that yeah. we talked about earlier. But emotions are emotions. So many people like it's good to rely on them, but like not good to like 
fully let them run your world. 100%. Get you into a lot of trouble. Like, I was 100%. a very emotional teenager. I get angry at everything. Yeah. Punching holes in my walls and shit. Oh, so embarrassing. I want to know a teenager who didn't punch a hole in a wall. I did yeah, that for but sure. Like, damn, how do we stop that? Is that because we're not, we're not sensitive with our teenagers or... Well, like, are you going to punch a hole in the wall if you're, like, training you jiu-jitsu like at the age of five? Would it made you feel better as a kid? I wonder. Like, should I? I think, I think so. I want to hug my kid a lot more and let him know I love them. Yeah. And it's okay to be, like, confused about, like, who you should be or life. Like, yeah. it'll be interesting for the next generation of, um, I guess, like, Asian kids that are more Western. Yeah. Because we'll see, like... I've talked to a lot of my friends that have kids and a lot of them still want to raise their kids much more traditional. Mm. Like they still expect them to go to like university and you know, like they still have the very, because it's been raised and like pounded into us. Right. Wow. That like, and I was surprised cause I had some friends that are quite like forward thinking. I'm like, wow, you're still like very mm. old school on the, I think like if you, if you rely too much on an ideology, you're vulnerable. No, hundred percent. So, school at a certain time was the right move it's like very few people have degrees and if you get a degree you're guaranteed a job yeah the world isn't like that anymore and it's increasingly getting less and less like that oh 100 percent. the world's changed now. <laughs> so if you just have an ideology of like school is good and you're not actually looking at the facts or the evidence i think that's just a huge vulnerability <laughs> like the sad part is i feel like i want my kid to go to university did you go to university fuck no there you go i went to university and Which so one? Uh, Mount Royal. Mount Royal? You didn't go to U UFC? No. Oh, I thought you were in UFC the whole time. No, 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 no. Oh, what were you doing in there? Uh, I did marketing. Oh, crazy. So it worked out in the end, right? Yeah, yeah, so actually the marketing program, I don't know. Like to me, school is so whatever. Did um, you know you wanted to do more of what kind of this when you were doing it? No, not or at you all. Just, why'd you pick it? Yeah, so I actually, as a person graduating from high school mm -hmm. i was actually had so much conviction that i was gonna be a musician i thought you were gonna be a musician too bro i was literally like my dad was like you're gonna go to school and i was like no dad i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna be a musician and i don't care if i have Asian to work parents. yeah i was like i don't care if i have to work at a pizza shop i don't care if i have to work at like some retail place i'm gonna just do it because this is what i love just and i had stabbing your parents in the i heart. had so much <laughs> conviction in that man oh my god that's like, such a bad conversation um you Did know what it was it was barely a conversation it was kind of like just silent disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Where they just like... It was just whatever. like... And then it was just like... Mom was like, okay, well... Wow, even mom wasn't... Wow. And then, and then my dad was just like... I think that you should do this. What did he want you to do? Well, he wanted me to go to school. He didn't really care but what... for what? what it, didn't, it didn't matter. But then there was a point in time when I was doing music and I was working at this really crappy job. What was the job? I was working at Aldo. Oh, that's not bad. I hated it. I hated it. There was this one day where, like, I had this old lady who, like, put on a shoe that was too small, and she asked me to take it off for her, and we were, like, I was just, like, taking off this shoe. My hands were always dry from holding leather shoes yeah. and stuff, and I was just, like, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm supposed to do this, and I was, like, playing shows and stuff. I was, like, yeah, opening doing, up. You were doing music everywhere. Yeah, I was opening up for, like, people like uh, Jeremy Passion. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's, like, a Filipino cover guy who was really big at the time. Okay. Timothy De La Ghetto. Oh, De La Ghetto! Yeah, like, I Yo. opened up for him. Uh, open up for Sean Kingston. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, and like, wow. but even doing all that, I was making no money. I was getting paid. That's in, how it always goes. Yeah, I was getting Struggling paid in artists. like, I was getting paid in like, oh, you can get into the club for free, or oh, here's some drinks, or whatever. And it was just like, dude, I hate that. 
And it was just like, man, I'm scared. And so I went to my dad and I was like, dad, I'm scared that like, I'm going to fail at this music thing. And then he was like, well, you know what you should do? You should go into business because I think you'd be really good at it. Oh. And then I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I will go into business. And then so I just did that because like at that time, at that point in my life, I was looking around me and I was comparing myself to other people. Other people's grind. You're like, Damn, and there's like, oh, this person's in school. And this person's doing this, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in the business program. Or, oh, yeah, I'm studying to be a nurse or a doctor. And then I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm at Aldo, and I'm playing random shows. Playing music, you're like a rapper, you know? Like, you're chasing the rap dream where they're like, you ain't going to do shit. Yo, it's, it was, those are rocks. Music yeah. is a hard one. And especially as, like, a kid, you, you just, you look at, you use other people as a measuring stick for yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I have a different, I have a different perspective on that, and that's why I'm doing this. Word, bro. <laughs> but Wait, like, I'm gonna go pee. yeah, please. All right, I'm back. I guess the good question is, do you ever look back at like that music part? I wish you chased it more. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, so that and that's what that's what that's almost what drives me now. Okay, so you putting out music right now? Um, not necessarily out. music. To me, music is a representation of like who I actually am, like mm-hmm. my authentic self or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like now it's like. I don't ever want to let fear stop me from doing something that feels authentic to me ever again. That doesn't necessarily have to be music. I don't have to sell whatever records or whatever. It's just about me being myself and doing the things that I have conviction in. So like, for example, the decision to quit my job. Yeah, yeah. Like the job that I had was a job that like was a high status job. Could work that forever. When I go and I tell people like, oh, this is where you work. Oh my God, that's so amazing, dude. That's so great. Oh my gosh, that company's so cool, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like, but then to me, I was just like, my lived experience of that job isn't cool. So what's the goal now? What's the goal? Now that you quit your job, yeah. what, what do you want to do? Even if it's not like a big, like be a millionaire, like yeah. you want a family, you want to, what, what's your goal now? Yeah, my goal, well, the thing that I'm working on right now, it's, uh, I started my own business. I have all the incorporation papers done. It's a, okay. it's a legitimate business. It's called Maker Media. Maker Media. So what I do is I create, uh, so the elevator pitch is I create 30 days worth of video content for your social media platforms mm-hmm. in one day okay. for less than the cost of a minimum wage employee. Oh, what the fuck? So it's, it's, for, it's for entrepreneurs Interesting. And, and small businesses that feel like I need to get into the social media game mm-hmm. and I'm ready to hire someone full time, but I can't really afford a lot. But the thing is, like, I do it all in one day mm-hmm. and I'm going to charge you. So the cost of a minimum wage worker is twenty five hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month. So for a month worth of content, it's twenty five hundred bucks, and I'm gonna be able to do that for you in one day, and you okay. can post every single day. And uh, so that's pretty much like this journey of making the process podcast. Like I've fallen in love with content creation. Mm-hmm. I've fallen in love with the camera, mm-hmm. and and yeah, the goal is not to be a millionaire, man. The goal is to be able to pay my bills and be happy. Like the money is like whatever to me like you know if you if you know me in real life like i wear sweatpants every day i I don't i don't like buy anything like there's nothing that i feel like i need to buy that that is going to complete me the things that Mm -hmm. i buy is like my equipment to allow me to continue to create my art to develop my craft Mm -hmm. that's the things i'm happy spending my money on Mm -hmm. and like so if i can do that if i can make the same amount as i made in my agency job then to me, that's like the biggest win ever because like, and the thing that really made that decision even further is like, you know, we talked a lot about having kids and stuff. Yep. 
you know, and a lot about being a man is like the pressure to provide. Yeah. And being like, oh, I need to make money to be a good father. Mm -hmm. But then for me, it's like the worst father is the one that comes home and, and hates his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The father that you can't look up to because it's like any, and, and like he comes home and he drinks because mm -hmm. he wants to escape. He's not celebrating nothing. Mm -hmm. He didn't achieve nothing. He needs to dissociate from his life. Try to get away. And not feel the things that he's actually mm -hmm. feeling so that he can continue to provide for his family. Like, I want to be a present father who can be an example of, like, you can do anything you want. And all you have to do is be yourself and do the things that you have conviction in and that you believe in. And to me, that's what a good father does. And so in this time where I don't have a child and I don't have someone I'm responsible for, let me bet everything on it. Let me oh, actually just go and, like quit this thing and and pursue this and and actually help and empower entrepreneurs and businesses through social media because i actually believe that if you're not on social media you're leaving a lot of money on the table if you're not consistently posting then you're not going to be able to reach the people who want to find you especially if you're an entrepreneur doing the thing that's authentic to you mm -hmm. right and i actually have like a systemized process of how i do that I take care of everything. So how many do, let's set a number. We, we here are saying targets, all right? We don't set <laughs> dreams in this bitch. Yeah. We set targets. How many clients do you want to have by the end of this year? Let's set a number. Yeah, that's, that's a don't challenge. Don't be scared. Just because... set a fucking number. If you don't get it or you do get it, at least you have a goal. Yeah, well, I wrote, I wrote in my notebook, it's, it's four clients every month, four. which is six figures. All right. Well, let's, the, the, that's the one it's going to be. You got a process <laughs> of how you're going to figure out how to get them? 100. All right. That, that that's I always say you need a, just a target to aim at because so many people are like I want to be a tattoo artist how yeah how well like I want to like, talk more about that man how did you build up your thing because you were actually an apprentice somewhere yeah, and yeah, yeah. there was like a, there was a fallout or something there and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's obviously a leap of faith that you had to take 100% I still love James I really that's a part of my life that I need back for sure like I wish I had my mentor around while I taught my apprentice mm. it would have been good to that's a relationship so that things I aren't to, like hashed up they're not like like now that we've given i've given some space like we've kind of started like you know we're like like a picture in there like he seems like he's like i just want to make sure that like if i try to reach out that we can actually like squash the beef and shit and it's not like even beef it's just like bad feelings like even ways like now when i'm older of things that how i should have left and things mm -hmm. things could have been different things right. always could have been different Whatever anyone did on either side, like it doesn't even matter to me anymore. I just wish he'd be back in my life. So wow. in due time, I do plan to reach out to James and see how things go. Because, yeah, he was a big part of changing my life. But like the big thing of gaining was like I learned at the beginning a long time ago that like we're very fortunate that social media exists because I always say putting an ad out in a paper could have cost you 200 bucks and you wonder if someone going to see that shit. Social media is free. Yeah. If you ain't using Instagram and TikTok, whatever the fuck you want to use, if you ain't using it and you bitching about not having clients, you better shut the fuck up because you stupid. Like, there's mad. That's free. Mm -hmm. You could just do it tomorrow. And if you do, like, you do, um, what is it? When I first started doing targeted ads by location, I only yeah. wanted to target people in Canada because if they can't come to me to get a tattoo, why the fuck does that even matter? Because so many people are worried about the follower count. They're like, I got 10,000 followers. I got this. I'm like, dude, I know people that have 50,000 followers that ain't eating shit because 50,000 people don't actually give a fuck about spending anything. They don't actually want to like help you, help you push your business or like care about your shit. It's just numbers in the end. Right. So people are not under, I understood real quick about the value of the numbers of likes and all that shit. Like people 
think different things matter on social media that don't. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's like it's like how much do you gross? How much you actually make? Yeah, because like there's a lot of people with a lot of followers that ain't doing shit. So in the end, social media <clears throat> is only as useful as you know how to use it. Exactly. So I took a lot of time studying, like watching YouTube videos, learning like how are people doing stuff, watching content. Not just to watch it, but to see, like, how did they edit it? Why did they edit this? What did they hashtag? What are the locations? What time did they upload? Like, how many followers are actually liking this? How many of those are bots? Like, you know, like, what are the comments? Are they replying to them? And noticing just what people are doing. Mm -hmm. So I really built up, like, my social media a lot. I did a lot of podcasts. I did modeling at the time, so that really helped. Hmm. That helped your tattoo business? Fuck yeah. 100%, bro. It's one of those things that, like, I always say it's, like, there's a lot of artists that like put out just their art on their Instagram, but mm-hmm. I personally am one of those person. I want to see who this person is. Right. I want to see what they do on their free time. So I just went with that route where I made it because everyone always said I should separate my Instagram with my tattoo shit and my work shit. And I didn't want to. I wanted mm-hmm. them to, if you won't like me, then you see how I am. If I get fucked up on the weekend or whatever I'm doing, yeah. if I'm like doing whatever and you don't like it then don't come get tattooed but if mm-hmm. you like who i am and we gonna vibe then let's do this like let's let's do some tats so i morally attracted the people that were like my tribe is like we call it like my the gang you know like they down for you you down for them and i've become very close with all my clientele like i love them all like they're i see what they're doing with their lives and i care about what they're doing and it's you don't need a million clients as a tattoo artist if you could just withhold, sure. like you could hold on to like the right amount of clients that are continually coming back. Mm-hmm. And so many people deal with like the numbers game of like, oh, if they don't like you, fuck it, we'll get another one. Like it's a lot, there's a lot of competition in Calgary for tattooing. So like maintaining your like clientele is a lot more important than getting new clients. It's way of harder course. to get new clients than like keeping old clients. Right. And a lot of people are all about that new client drawn flash every day. I don't really, my point of view on business is just a lot different from the tattoo world. Because when I did the social media shit, a lot of people made fun of me at the mm-hmm. beginning. It's like when I first made my website, people told me my website was stupid. Hmm. Told me it was dumb. They're like, why would you do that? But what did I, they say that was dumb about it? Because it, like, um, it, I had my modeling shit on there and all that mm. to try to get more modeling jobs. It just didn't look like I was a tattoo artist. Really, it just looked like I was just a dude doing shit. They just didn't hmm. understand my, what I was trying to do. Right. So they thought it was dumb. They was like, why would you make a website? Like, right. everyone goes on Instagram. But then mm-hmm. also, I'm like, what if Instagram goes one day? Instagram's free. Exactly. They don't owe you shit. Tomorrow, yeah. they could be like, it's $200 a month. Exactly. What are you going to cry about it? You, you don't pay them nothing. So yeah. I'm just making sure there's different avenues that people can contact me and get a hold of me if they need me. Mm-hmm. And that it worked really well for when I like made my own shop because I didn't lose any clients. I think I lost one. So you took all of your clients from Fuck, like, yeah, because they knew shop. how to find me. Right. Because the biggest problem is artists leave and then you don't know where they went. Mm. They, they don't respond to messages and they're gone. But I made it so like I have my Instagram, I have a LinkedIn, I have a Twitter. Even though I don't really know how to use those. I just have them, you know, just to, yeah. just to do it, just to get it on there. And it was just like now I've been – I haven't posted in a minute. I just post stories here and there because at the beginning I learned that you want to be as available as possible. Yeah. And then when you get a little higher up, you just want to be a little more exclusive. You don't need to take on everything. So I don't need to be around as much. And honestly, like, people way too emotional on Instagram. So I kind of just took a little break. <laughs> now I just post things for fun here and there. And, like, right. I still keep an eye on things. But, yeah, it was one of those things that I would say as a new artist, if you ain't, like, really popping off on your Instagram hard, posting every day, 
And a lot of people have problems of like, they'll do art and they, they're scared that people are going to see their mistakes and their yeah. shit. And I was talking very early, just post that shit. Half the people looking at it, they don't know what they're looking at. Yeah. They don't know what a good line is from a bad line. They like, there's so many bad tattoos that people are like, go girl, kill that. I'm like, that is a piece of shit. Yeah. But like, people don't know. So like, stop judging so hard and just post it out there. Let it be. Mm-hmm. Let it be and move on. As long as you're showing that you're getting better every time and you're not making the same mistakes, that's the growth. But everyone wants to be like a fucking... Make a Drake fucking top hit every time they. But also, them. man, people don't care about you as yeah. much as you think. That's the thing. I'm like, you and think like, think about do. when you're scrolling through Instagram. They just go. You don't things. remember like no. the last thing you scrolled by, and people no. like get so caught up in that, like especially what I'm doing, right? Oh, I'm yeah. literally sharing intimate thoughts about me being incredibly vulnerable with my process. Oh, bro, you be posting some deep shit, <laughs> and like, and I know that people don't care. Do people comment on it weird? Um, I like. I'll say this, man. I've never got like, I've never had someone face to face with me tell me anything bad about it. Oh yeah, I've like had comments. Some, and you know what? I've had a comment. I had a comment from this person who was like, "This isn't even that deep." Like, I don't know why everyone's like going off on this, right? And this was like one of my posts that went like half a million views. Yeah, yeah. Twenty yeah. k likes, whatever. Were you ready to body this guy? You're like, I'm gonna tear this guy a new one. So what I literally did was like, when I see those people, man, it's like, I just showed him compassion. I was just yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you learned, uh, like that, like that before really resonated with you, but now they don't resonate with you as much now in your life. So then when you hear it again, it doesn't feel that deep to you. But everyone's on a different place in their journey. Like, oh, so maybe this person's a little bit behind than you and that actually really helped them. So maybe it's not resonating to you, but it's helping these people. And you know what, man? Like, I appreciate you stopping by and I wish you the best. I checked out his profile and he's like posting some stuff. And I was like, and I hope that your thing that you're posting blows up, man. I love seeing you do your thing on your journey. Next thing you know, he DMs me and he's like, wow, man, I'm blown away by the amount of compassion you gave me. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that I reacted that way. Like, I had a hard day, whatever. Yeah, you know, he was having a fucking... And that's, like, that's literally what we need to do for each other, man. And, like, that's the thing what, like, when we talk about cancel culture and virtue and shit... Oh, yeah. Like, virtue isn't yelling at someone because they have a different opinion than you. Oh, of course. Virtue is having compassion and empathy for what their situation might be like. Maybe this person who's, like, screaming at you to get a vaccination mm-hmm. had a grandma who died of COVID. Oh, yeah, of And course. now they're really upset, and that's their experience. And then maybe the person who's like, I'm never getting vaccinated, has a friend who had an adverse effect from the vaccine. Like, everyone's having a different lived experience. And actually, if you want to be virtuous, live it. Don't comment it. Don't yell at someone else to be something. Embody the thing that you want to see in the world. That 100% will work. But, like, yo, the world ain't perfect like that. <laughs> we might as well just get a boxing ring and just let everyone just throw down. But like, that's the thing. Why do we need the world to be perfect? Why can't we just be representations thing. for ourselves, you know? Well, like, you ever wonder, like, what makes us decide what is right? Because, like, now the Western world, we be pushing our virtues on everyone. If you ain't with us, you a, you a piece of shit country. But, like, who gets to decide what's right? What if we... I always wonder, like, what if we get... Like, we... You die... And whatever, you get up there, whatever, and also you're like, oh, yeah, it was Jehovah's Witness. That was the one. Ah, you're like, ah, damn. You know, like, like, how do we know that what we believe is right? I always wondered that. Mm. Like, what if I believe is just fucking crazy and wrong? And Why is there like, have to be a right and a wrong? That's what, it, that's what it is. But, like, how do I judge someone living somewhere else 
saying that they're living wrong. I can't. Like, if you're real, you can't. Like, think about even your dad. How much do you know about your dad and his life? And how, how much can you really judge him? How much does your yeah, yeah. dad or your sister, the people in your family, even know about what's going on with you? We actually have no idea what's going on with people. That's and the fact that we, like, pretend like we know what's going on but is how ridiculous. <laughs> how do we know? Yeah. Like, that's why I'm just like, shit, man, the world's going to get way more complicated. Mm. And that's why, like... In the end, you got to just find something you want to grind to work towards and just fucking hope that that path you pick is right. Because you never know what's right or what's wrong, I think, until like yeah. maybe the end, whenever the end comes, and I guess whatever the end is, would you rather be gone young or go old? Well, man, like I think that people get so caught up in right and wrong. Like for me, it's like, what can I live with? For me, it's like for example, that's a good that's a good point of view. What can you live with? Like, what yeah, can yeah. I what 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 decisions do I make that when I go to sleep, I can sleep sound? What decisions do I have to make, or what's the person that I have to be that where when I look in the mirror, I can be like, that's a good man. Like, what is that? Like, like I don't care what's right and wrong because yeah, right yeah, and yeah. wrong requires consensus. Mm-hmm. It requires someone else to validate me yeah, and well, tell me that's, that's right. And that's like, you know, when we go to school, we're taught that, right? Here's the right answer. Here's the wrong answer. If you get the wrong answer enough times, you're left behind. Yeah, there's only one right. And this is the way you get to that answer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is for me, man. And that's just like, that's my guiding force. What can I live with in my life? And it's not up to me or anyone else to judge what's right and wrong. It's like, what's right for you? What makes you, like, be able to live with yourself so that, like, because... I feel like we're we're <laughs> we're in a world where man we're all self-medicating. Don't we're all that. like in this place where like we have our desired emotions or feelings and we're all trying to get to that. You know what I mean? But like what if we just like lived a life that we could live with? <laughs> like yo, I can live with this, you know what I'm saying? Cuz it ain't like that. <laughs> I this perfect world you want, it ain't going to be like that. Tell me about how you see the world, man. I'm really interested. Uh I see the world as uh chaotic and um it's it's almost just like you're doing you're gonna you, whatever happens like nothing is life is more was it life is stranger than fiction for reals mm. and you know as perfect as you want the world to ever be it ain't gonna be like that why do you need it to be or like why do you need like, the world to be a certain way for you to move need, in the that's world why it doesn't be. need to be that's what i believe the world is just mm. it's like a it's like a poetic chaos kind of, you know, mm. it's just like the world can't all be perfect because then everyone just thinks the same. There'd be no, there'd be no variety. There'd be no interestingness. Like life wouldn't be interesting if shit wasn't fucked up because the best stories are when you go on a trip and shit goes wrong. No one wants to hear a trip about you going to Mexico and everything went right. right. They want to hear about you losing your luggage and shit. And like, <laughs> I think the thing is, I embrace the chaos, mm-hmm. and I I've accepted that the world is just chaotic in all its ways, and I honestly don't feel like things will ever be perfect. What, what is the someone's world? perfect is not another person's right. perfect. But what is the world made out of? Um, it's made of the the brain and the the there's the, <laughs> the core. Uh, what are the layers of the earth again? I learned this. Yeah, but like the world is made up of at least 
the way that we're speaking about the world is made up of people and the actions of people. What if we aren't the world, though? What if people aren't the world? What if the world is just the world and we're just here? <laughs> you ever wondered that? We always think we're so fucking special. What if mm. we ain't shit? We're just a speck in space, dog. We're That's a true. piece of shit. Yeah. Or what if we're like there's aliens and we're a lot smarter than them? Everyone always mm. thinks aliens are real. What if we're the, the, the smart ones? And we're like, damn, we're, <laughs> we're the top ones. I don't think one. that we're the top ones. What if we are? You never, that's why people never think, what if there's an alien species? Where have you figured out shit? And there's just yeah. us and we're like, we're going to eat them. Like, fuck it. <laughs> yo, why, why would, yo, you know how people are. We take over shit. I, yeah. We're monkeys, all right? They even have chimpanzees. You ever see the chimpanzees that be eating all those monkeys? But if we're going to go into this world, like we have, we don't even know anything about human history. We only know the last oh, yeah. few thousand years. Of course. So to, to break us down to whatever recorded history we have and say that this is what humanity is, is ridiculous. Actually, the Egyptians and stuff like that, the, the, the part of history that we have no idea about, that is completely lost, uh-huh. we have no idea about them. How do we know that they're conquering and killing stuff? How do we know that? We don't. Oh, bro, they be murking shit. Everyone in all time be fucking and murking, all right? Maybe, maybe, Yo, maybe, people man. People be murdering shit since the beginning of time. Let's be real. We're four beers Yo, deep in you, here. You ever, you ever wonder? <laughs> four beers deep. No, all you gotta ask is. A hundred vape hits. <laughs> all you gotta ask is. We're going into. society who didn't murder and kill shit, where they now? Yeah, that's right. They gone because of what that did. Yo, motherfuckers be taking over shit every day, whether it be in business and shit. People be conquering in yeah. different ways. But like it's- this is this is actually where my mind goes when I hear that perspective, which is not a bad perspective or a wrong perspective. Because yeah, like I said, there's nothing. Savage. There's nothing. I wouldn't say that either. Either, but to me, it's like it requires the world to be like like it's like I'm basing the way that I move. Yeah. Based on other people. Right, it's like, it's like, well, the world's not like that, so I'm not, I can't move like that. It's like, why not? Don't know. It's not like that. Even the world ain't like that. I'm gonna move the way I want to move. Exactly, I'm because it don't make no difference. Exactly. So that's why when I'm talking about like having real, genuine compassion and living a life that you can live with yourself, and then the response is like, the world ain't like that, Nick. Right? It ain't like that. So then, why does that matter? Why does it matter what the world is like for me to to move throughout life? in that way because you'll get fucked i don't <laughs> think so what you just, listen there's always some motherfucker that'll be coming yeah but then am i am i am i moving throughout the world for a desired outcome or am i moving out throughout the world so that i can live with myself and look at myself in the mirror and say i'm a good man I'm so, a, but through my own moral outcome. code your desired outcome is to be a good man so there always is a desired outcome. And that's the thing. My desired outcome is, doesn't rely on any other human or society or anything outcome. else. Of there course. always has of to course. be a desired outcome. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants something. Yeah. Whether it's nothing. Even Buddha wants some, man. Even the Dalai <laughs> Lama wants some. He wants uh, you to The Dalai follow. Lama's fucked up. He wants you to suck on that tongue. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> he wants you to suck on that tongue and let that shit go. Yo, it's just like everybody wants some. Anyone who says they don't want some, they know they want some. That means you don't want none, which is some. <laughs> we all want some. Yeah. It's okay to be hungry. It's all right to want a little of bit. Course. Of course. You'll bring that savage out of you, man. You'll punch someone in the dick, bro. Like, <laughs> it's bro, a, I you, train, you guys need I to stop train, drinking water so much. I exercise. I exercise the savage in me for sure. Exactly. But let, let that savage out in the business world a little bit here. Yeah. But for sure, life is, yeah, life is complicated and anyone like, and that's why I would say like, my journey is not anyone else's journey. Everyone's journey is going to be so much more complicated. Mm-hmm. And you just have to listen to other people's journeys 
and take their advice and what's useful and hopefully it might work for yours and if it does not then just you keep you got to figure it out but you just can't give up because the thing is like man life pushes you to give up life is all about give up people love seeing people lose like they love seeing people lose where it's just like that's why when i always see that competition sign he's like don't let him see that mm-hmm. even if, if they if you know a lot of people fucking want to see you fail don't give them that fucking shit yeah even if you feel like you don't know what what's going on just don't give them that mm-hmm. and it'll work out and even if it don't recalibrate like you said you could step back it's okay to take a step back to take two steps forward which a lot of people don't understand right because everyone always thinks you got to keep moving forward 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 i'm like no no sometimes things go wrong yeah you got to replan regroup and get that shit going mm-hmm. but there's there's no pace i think the pace of life is probably the dirtiest thing now because mm. everyone feel, like you can be a millionaire tomorrow now but you could also lose it all tomorrow it's true but people don't see the losing part they just see kids like killing it they're like oh my god that kid bought a lamborghini this kid bought this like yo i've had mad people make fun of me about telling me to buy a new car for the longest time bro I had girls tell that. me that shit where girls are like, when you're going to buy a new car, I'm like, what? Is that going to make you like me better? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it drives me to work. I get Straight there. My up. car's not even bad, but yeah. it's just not grown because it's not foreign. Like, I like Japanese cars, okay? Yeah. Like, but it's just weird that, like, status like that shit matters to people. Mm-hmm. Of just, like, people be like, oh, that's such a nice bag. I'm like, bro, I literally bought that bag just to go to Germany. Like, I don't, like, it's just... People, mm. people really like, it's like, oh, you got that? Like, damn. It's like, you know, like, in the end, like you said, things are things. Minimalism taught me a lot about that. And people always, like, be like, you're a minimalist, but you buy brand name shit. But I always explain, just because you, like, are minimalist doesn't mean you have to give up things. It means you just have things that you care about and you don't yeah. buy a lot of things. It's like your place. I really like how you just have the simple things. Thanks, man. You know, like, it's it makes it a lot cleaner, less clutter. Because mm-hmm. when I was, like, younger, I used to have... My parents, like, place when I lived in the basement was, like, walls were packed with everything. I bought everything. All the... It was, like, a fight club. Yeah. It was, like, the beginning when he said he had the Ikea. I had every yeah. Ikea thing. And then I realized after, I'm, like, this shit doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, this table don't mean shit. Because in the end, if it disappears, you're still you. It don't mean none. Exactly. And we put value in items. And for sure, the minimalist train got weird. They got really hippie-ish. But I'm still kind of minimalist where, like, I only have, like... My black shirts are all just diesel black shirts. They're just yeah. those. I can wear them day in, day out. I don't give a fuck. It makes no difference. It's like you said. No one noticed. You think you're the center of the world. No one fucking really knows. They're like... No one cares. I'm wearing the same shoes as yesterday. No one cares. And even if someone said that, that's kind of fucking weird. I'd be like, why are you fucking noticing my <laughs> shoes so bad? Like, you like me or something? Like, yeah. But like, Instagram and stuff, it makes us feel like we are the center of the world. Like, people are watching you. Mm. they're like oh nick has a pimple oh you know like you know like when you get a pimple you gotta yeah. do a video you yeah. get all fucking weird you're like oh my god yeah. no one gives a fuck mm-hmm. but some people do give a fuck and those people you don't need to worry about them well man to me it's about freedom yeah. like if you're if a pimple to... is gonna stop you from doing something you're not free mm-hmm. you know if you need to make money to to build up a facade or an image you're not free mm-hmm like what's free is like, yeah, you have desired outcomes, right? Financial but like, freedom. F- you need finances. That's, you need that's financial a, freedom. But you only need a certain amount. Yeah. Like you don't really need like 50, that much. Like what is it, like 80, 60,000, 60, 70? I don't even know. Isn't there, isn't, wasn't there a number that there's, there's like a statistic where it's like if you make like I think it was like 70,000 a year or 60 some, 
if you make another like fifty thousand, it really doesn't change your yeah. Like it's like once you get to like a certain point after taxes. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like yeah. After you get to a certain point, it's like well, you might have a nicer bed. Yeah. You might have, have like a, a car more that's cars. nicer, but it's like it's Value. still your experience is still the same. Like, like you're still driving to a place. You, still you have still a place die. to sleep. You still die at the end. Exactly. But it hundred percent becomes one of those things where it's just like it depends what you want. That's why I say it all depends. Like financial freedom to me is being able to take care of my family take care of when my friend if my friend got cancer i'm paying for that fucking shit i don't want this thing where we have to figure this out i want to be able to be there and take care of the people i care about mm-hmm. and that's why for me financial freedom means a lot more but that's why i always tell tat like what i want from my business and my life is doesn't need to necessarily be what you want yeah like even if she like did tattooing for 10 years and she's like fuck it like i'm not into it I wouldn't be upset if she like said like I want to make fucking dioramas of hamsters. Like <laughs> I wouldn't have it. She really likes hamsters. <laughs> okay, okay. I wouldn't have an issue. Like I'd I'd rather someone chase something that they're happy to do rather mm. than to be rich. Yeah. And a lot of people always that's put its own that, prison. Yeah. They always see the way that I look and think that I'm all about the money. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's about like you can make so much money, but it won't buy you happiness. But to a point, you need to have money to take care of the people sure. you care about for sure and to take care of your yourself like it's like i said you can't help no one if you want to give back to charity you best be making some paper for yeah. yourself because what you gonna be charity too like it ain't, it ain't like that and people get weird but people get weird now about like chasing paper mm. like people get weird they're like what well, like paper is like the devil but i'm like it's only the devil depending on how you let it run your life yeah if you let it run it where you need it but you don't it could become bad. Anything could become bad. You get addicted to food. You get addicted to clothing. You get addicted to anything you want. But it all depends how you take it. That's why everything's addicting. It just depends on what you, how you let it control your life. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with making money. Like people always think now, like people that are rich or like chase money are the worst. But I'm like, what's wrong with that? What if they want to take care of their family? What if someone has someone has sick in their yeah. family? They need that. Yeah. It sucks that you need that to take care of people but like you do like i worry about like my family when they're older like um my parents retire my family in vietnam i worry about that all the time i have a lot of relatives in vietnam we're the only ones that escaped who's gonna pay for them when they're older like Mm -hmm. i don't want to help my parents that i don't got to but i know it's like you said with your dad saying like you don't got to come work for me you kind of know what you got to do i got to take care of them and like the only way that i can help them is to make money to help i want to teach a person to fish not right but damn that's a whole nother problem we're gonna worry about (laughs) later so right now we got to get the money first and then we'll deal with that later but like in the end the things that i have to deal with i would like to have more financials so i always tell like tat when i was teaching that like whatever your life feels like you need because if you're happy with twenty thousand dollars thirty thousand fifty that's you like be happy with it you don't need to be a millionaire to have value. But a lot of people feel now you need to have Gucci shoes and fucking Balenciaga shirts and shit to be valued in society. But you don't. Because in the end, who the fuck buys a $500 shirt anyways? You stupid. <laughs> like, but that's no. the thing too, like valued in society. Mm-hmm. Like all of that just comes from you don't love yourself. Yeah. Like but, oh, whatever, whatever that is, it's like... Even the whole Fight Club Ikea thing. Mm-hmm. Like, in the Fight Club Ikea thing, he's like, what dining set 
defines me as a person. Yeah. How is this me? Right? Because you're making, you're trying to be yourself, but not be yourself. But that's the thing. Like, if your whole identity is caught up in the material world, like. And it's hard, though. The material world is savage now, man. There's so much, like, nice shit around. Like, I love handmade shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm, like, extra as fuck. Mm. Like, everyone always be saying, but, like, I, I make sure that, like, I only have two belts. You know, I don't have nine belts, all right? <laughs> if I'm going to get a new belt, like, I've had this belt forever. People probably saying this bitch played out, but I'm like, you know, like, I like this belt, and it works. It's a belt, and it, it goes there. If I get another belt, maybe I'll get rid of this one. But well, it's I'm like the gonna... diminishing returns thing. Like, yeah, you, you have know? a thing that keeps your pants up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, like, you know, and I still like fashion and shit, but, like, yeah, it's just, some people, like, I don't, that's why I don't like following fast fashion. Mm. I don't believe in, like, any more, like, Wearing those G-Star shirts and shit. Yeah. Bro, once you wear the one G-Star shirt for the first year, I remember wearing it like year three. It falls apart. It's still red. No, it looks the same. You took care of it, but like it just looks aged. Mm. Because like it's like red with like a big G-Star writing, but like that style is gone now. Right. So I've kind of learned now it's like we dress a lot more like plain. Yeah. They don't say Bradney's because... Things mattered like that to us when we were younger. It's crazy how, like, but it's, you're trying to find yourself. It's like you said. Because, like, I went through a lot of phases. I was, like, a little emo kid. I was a little skater kid. Me too. And I was just trying to figure out what the fuck, where I belong. Yeah. You know, like, where you belong. Everyone, everyone wants to belong somewhere. But it's really hard to find that place. And especially, like you said, it's hard to break out. Because sometimes you get in the wrong group. But, like, getting out of that shit, it's like the, that's one of the hardest things. Because it almost becomes a part of your life. But that, like, that goes back to the whole thing of, like, adults pretending like we know what the fuck is going on. Like, of course not. I'm still trying to find out where I belong, if I'm being really honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like, feel I, like you know where you belong? I have people in my life that I really love and that really love me. And, that, and I have a community of people that I surround myself with. But there's also a place of, of I'm constantly learning and finding new things out about myself Mm -hmm. and i'm continuously allowing myself to grow and change like actually my biggest thing now is to not be like this is who i am yeah yeah, yeah, this is this is me and i'm not that person this is me it's like Mm -hmm. i allow myself to question myself all the time like drake line anyone who knew me before don't know me now man (laughs) always growing and that's the thing like like even with this podcast it's it's been awesome because i've been able to like grow like if you Mm -hmm. like even from when you're watching episode two or whatever to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. now, like there's development and change in the way that I'm even operating it or in the way I'm showing up in it yeah, or the yeah. things that I'm talking about even like, so, and that's actually bringing people to me. Like now I'm actually oh, yeah. getting to have more conversation with people. Like even you, I haven't talked to you in years. Yeah, dude. That's why I went like, you didn't message me back for that bit when you messaged me. I was like, fuck it. All right, busy. Fuck it. That's when you messaged me. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, okay, let's do this shit. Yeah, but that's the thing I thought too, I scared like, you off by saying I only have Mondays, Tuesdays off. I thought you were like, <laughs> like fuck this guy, man. Man, no. we need running business here. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I think I butthurt him. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But that's the thing too, man. Like, it's never a personal thing. You know what I mean? No, like, but that's you're cool why I see, like, I'm so laid back. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I've learned because I used to care a lot about wow. what people thought. Yeah. When we're young, like you don't want to hang out with people. Like you wear a dumb shirt. You 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 wanted your shirt to look good because mm-hmm. now it's like, fuck it. Like yeah. if they don't like it, suck my dick. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's just like, it's hard to get past that because when you're young, man, damn, people's opinions matter because you think that that's your whole life. Yeah. Like I think it's just natural. Like I said, the whole biological need thing. But that's the thing too. Like a lot of our judgments of ourselves start off 
mm-hmm. by just us agreeing with someone else's 100%. opinion. It's like, you, you went ugly. out. You ugly. Also, yeah. you start, maybe I am ugly. Maybe. Exactly. But you went out putting that shirt on. Yeah. And you're like, this is a dope shirt. Yeah. You always thought it was good. First day of school. Otherwise, you wouldn't have put it on. You feel fresh and they're just like, dude, that shirt's stupid. But now that someone said that it's a stupid shirt and you get hurt by that, that means you agreed with them. No, that's why you got to roast them right back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, people, people can't handle roasting these days, bro. That's honestly Yo, like... boys roast each other. Yeah. People get hurt about it for sure. Where It's just like... Yo, homies will like make fun of each other that make fun of the people they care about. Girls will compliment motherfuckers they don't care about. Mm. Like, like, girl, you look good. You're like, you know you don't like that bitch. Right? Let's be real. <laughs> like, yo, you're like, I thought you didn't like her. She's like, yeah, she kind of, I don't really like her. But girl, you look good today. Boys be like, dude, that shirt looks stupid. But you know, like, so you get a haircut. Man, your bags look dumb, but you don't look good. <laughs> the guys know, like, it's just, it's, it's for sure hard to balance the, the, I had that relationship with Tat where I was like, I was roasting her too much, like a boy. I was just yeah. treating her like a boy. And that wasn't good. And she she taught me a lot about the balance. Tat taught me so much about like, mm-hmm. you can't, like there's a balance of like, of course, you can't be roasting each other all the time. No. And I didn't know that, you know, like I learned a lot from having an apprentice. Like Tat taught me a lot about like myself and being a person. Yeah, you know, because I was so used to just being in my bubble of my heat bag ass friends, where we just mm-hmm. roasting each other and being dirt bags all the time and <laughs> joking, and we cared about each other. One is right, but like we roast each other a lot. But you can't be like that with girls all the time, bro. Yeah. Like even as tough, Tad's tougher than most girls I know, though. Like I'm lucky. Yeah, I wonder when I get another apprentice, fuck, they gonna be soft as shit because kids cry a lot these days. Tat, Tat, she tough as fuck. She for sure she took a lot of shit and taught me that like yeah i gotta i gotta balance balance it too you know like you, you can't be roasting someone all the time like just because someone's haircut looks good doesn't mean how yet someone looks dumb yeah i think like man roasting each other like you like you said is a part of male friendships but i, I think, like it i think it's healthy yeah it's but good. also like you earn it like you earn that through you like an actual yeah. friendship because like i would actually encourage people if you're surrounded by people who are just continuously shitting on you? Yeah, yeah. You're not around the right people. That's how if, if you're if you're around people who are constantly shitting oh, on yeah. you, man, you're gonna eventually internalize that, and you're not gonna grow. That's like I know a lot of right people one. who like stay around their friends, like that they've known forever. Oh yeah. And they're stuck at a certain place because you're like like you said, your friends don't want to see you. They want yeah. you to be there with them. Because right? they scared you and leave them behind. Exactly. So they want to keep you down. They want to keep you at that level. They want to like, when you're trying something new, they want to roast you about it because yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing that's new is a threat to them, is a threat to like our friendship because you're changing. Oh no, oh, this word. is dangerous to me. You'll right? leave me behind. You'll forget Exactly, about right? So like, man, because I've, I, I had friends that I just straight up, I don't talk to anymore because of that. Because oh, it's like, because it's like, dude, every time this person's trying to do something new, you're going to make fun of them. I get it. Like, you think it's funny or whatever, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. how much of that are you gonna take until like? And I see those people now; they're all the exact same. They're yeah, all yeah, doing yeah. the exact same shit. They're all still drinking every Friday. I see them, and they're exactly what you said. They're the exact same with a receding hairline and a bigger guy. So I gotta prove them wrong, though. So I can't be a bitch, and you gotta take it. I'm like, fuck this guy. No, nah, man. I just I, honestly, for me, I peace. No, nah, like, man. Fuck if this I'm in dude, an environment, if I'm in an environment where people are like, no, no, like, no, no, no you don't have to stay. But you have to remember that shit. <laughs> it's like when that girl cheats on you for the first time. Don't forget that shit. But why is she cheat on you? And let's make like we gonna get back. We gonna mm. get back. 
But that's why you need that fighting spirit. Oh People, man, it's so hard because like no, I of get. Of course, it's hard. Stop being such a pussy, bro. But no, I so get. Stop, I get bro. what you're saying. The thing that's hard for me is reconciling that truth with like my truth, which is yeah. like, you can operate. This is just my perspective. I don't need anyone course, to agree with it. You scared but me it's when like, you cancel, do some. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but like for me, it's like when I, because like I said, I question myself a lot. So when I do something as a response to someone else. A question I ask myself often is, is this coming from a place of woundedness or is it coming from a healed place? For me, if I have to like <coughs> like prove someone wrong or I remember the way mm-hmm. someone wronged me, just in my own personal journey, not judging anyone else, it's coming from a wounded place. Like I'm coming from a place of like, I don't want to be hurt again. If I'm coming from a healed place, then I'm actually moving in a way that I'm in control of. Because actually, in, from my perspective, going back and being like, I'm going to prove that motherfucker wrong. Or I'm going to like remember that thing that that person did to me is actually me not being present with my emotions in a way that's enough to heal it. To actually move in a way that's in accordance to me and in my own control and freedom. Because now I'm not in control. I'm controlled by... This person said this, so I'm going to fuck them. Mm. And then a lot of that, like, you know, even the reaction of like, and this was me too at a certain point in my life where like someone would make fun of me <coughs> and I would just roast them back. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got it. <laughs> but Welcome like, to the game. <laughs> Welcome to the game. This game ain't fair. And that's fair. Like, man, this is, this is, a, this is an open world game. 100%. It's online, and you can play the game however you want, and that's your God-given right to play the 100%. game however you want. And that's the fun thing about this podcast is I get to talk to people, and I get to Listen, hear about the way— Listen, everyone's been super nice on here. I'm the worst one. <laughs> I get all, to— you know, I'm, Everyone's been like, we want everybody to win. I'm like, fuck everybody. I get to, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I get to, I get to like see other people's approaches to playing the game of life. Oh, for sure. And I don't judge anybody, man. That's but why like, I, was, I watched those and I was like, damn, I don't know who he's letting on here now. <laughs> like, but, everyone's so nice. <laughs> but I became, like, at that point, I realized, like, man, I'm not coming from a healed place. I'm coming from a place where I'm being dictated by, like, my past hurts and my past pain. And the thing that I actually have to do is acknowledge that pain and, like, show compassion for that. And then that allows me to show compassion for others. Well, fuck yeah. That's my personal experience. Gotta have a little compassion, a little empathy. Yeah. But you know, you gotta forgive and not forget too. It's true. I ain't getting fucked twice, all right? It's a balance, man. It's a balance of like compassion and boundaries. Like you can't let people hurt you again, but you can understand that that person hurts you because they're probably hurt. Like the reason why that guy's like trying to bring you down is because he's fucking lonely at the bottom and he needs you to be down there with him so we better drag his ass back down here and let him know where we at <laughs> no, no i'm just kidding yo yo i'm the worst yo like for sure like yeah 100 it's better to avoid that shit that's our like it's like you said like i cut out a lot of that shit but 100 if someone wants some we we got some you know we ain't gonna be bitches still I love it I it's love just it, one man. of those things that's why i'm like yo you can't let go of all that dog in you bro because there always be someone coming here. Mm-hmm. And we're just in this world, man. The, the business world's savage, dog. Business world, they don't give a fuck what you like. Dude, getting fucked by like a, a corporation or like a bigger company where you learn that you're powerless. It don't matter how you feel or what you think. That's when you learn. The mm-hmm. like, world gets way more different. 
dealing with people is one thing. Dealing with big corporations and business is fuck. Dealing what's, with, what's that experience for yourself? Like uh, you're, you're speaking from it where it feels like it's like a it's a personal experience. You know, that you like have. it's just like dealing with things that are more powerful than you. It's like let's let's keep it simple. Like getting a sin number from the government when you late like or let's just do like this you you owe taxes okay they want your money all the time right away but when you when they owe you money you ain't getting it but what are you gonna do what are you gonna do that person is the one that's in charge of this shit you know what i mean yeah so, but what about radical accountability like accountability at the the end is like <laughs> like you can't change how things are gonna be like yeah. you know so like you need to have some dog that you go and do some about some shit. Cause being like letting things just push you around and like compassion of like, uh, that guy just fucked me over because he's hurt. Mm. Like, okay. Like fuck that guy. Like mm. in the end, like I ain't going to forget. Like if someone like in the end, things are going to, people are going to wrong you. And like, you can forgive for sure. But forgetting on things and letting it happen twice is not happening. For sure. It's not happening. For sure. And fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, ain't gonna be fooled again. You know, like, <laughs> one of those things, it ain't gonna be fooled again. But life is very complicated where... There's a lot of nuance, As black man. and white as I try to make it, it ain't like that. There's yeah. so much gray area where you just have to play everything by feel, for sure. It's like, true. I just yeah. joke about shit where it's like, <laughs> yo, you gotta fuck that guy. Nah, man, like... Yeah, it's okay to forgive people yeah. and let things go because sometimes you just gotta let things go, man. Whole not days, it's gonna fucking, it's gonna burn it's gonna a, so- a hole in your soul. destroy you from the inside. It, and it does. And I felt that shit. Where like, you just can't be mad all the time. You can't. That's why, as much as I'm like super aggressive about things, I don't hold on to things where yeah. it's gonna. Because like, when I first started working out, it was because of my one girl like cheated on me, right? Right. And like, I realized at some point that like, I had gone to the point where I got over it, where I was like, oh, fuck, like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I've reached my goals and what I wanted, and I found out that I needed to find new motivation to keep going because now my anger or hate towards what she did wasn't motivating anymore, and I had to learn to love working out and find a different motivation. Right. So, like, I find that anger is useful depending how you put it, just like reactions, how you're going to react to it. Mm-hmm. But, like... I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of vengeance. That's interesting. Yeah, you know. I don't know what I was talking about that government shit. I was a little crazy there, but <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't know what I was talking about a little there, but like in the end, motherfuckers gonna do what they're gonna do, you know? Like just don't forget that shit. You know, let let that let that shit burn you a little bit. Cause like you can't let everything go. Let a little, like, give a little fire. I don't know, man, I, I, like I'll, I'll respectfully disagree. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm one of those fucked up people on that. No, man, it's not being fucked up at all. I think it's just like where you're at in your process and your journey. And I 100%. think that we all we all grow into things, and and things work for different people. Yeah, like you I'm said, older. like you know, everybody's special and different, and and has different needs to grow and move throughout life. And actually, yeah, yeah. for me, it's always just about this is your game. This is your life that you get to live and you get to live it however you want. I'm not here to pass judgment yeah, on yeah. anybody on how anybody lives their life. Like I would love to share the things that work for me. And it's cool that you're sharing the things that work for oh, you. Yeah. Like I don't I don't necessarily have to agree with all the things that you do for me to respect it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh cool, that's how you move. Like that's cool. Like what can I take from that? And then what can I not take from that? That you doesn't resonate with me. You're always a very compassionate guy though. I always felt you're very nice, always very kind. <laughs> like especially like 
in that circle, that party circle, like you're always one of the nicer ones for sure. I oh, never thanks, really man. felt any like like judgment from you. You're very accepting of quite everyone. Oh, thanks, dude. That's why you find out that you got jumped. I'm like, that's surprising. Like, what the fuck? People would be mad. <laughs> you know, like, you're always very kind to people. Where I, for sure, I've been a pretty big dirtbag, so it, it all makes sense. You know, but, like, like, that's even to me. Like, I don't judge that because it's probably when you, if you ever act in that way, it's probably because you're, you're acting from a place of hurtness or woundedness. Trauma. Trauma, baby. Trauma, baby. <laughs> it's just, should be bad, you know. You know, we're all going to get past it. I'm going to go pee again. Yeah. So with the podcast, are you going for like an all Asian thing or something? No. You have a lot of Asians on there. I, have, <laughs> I always wondered. I was like, is I this like I got some a, white people in there. I know, but a couple. But like, I was like, is this like a, a yellow thing or is this like a... Well, I think a whatever that, everybody's... Are yeah. you trying to go more Asian? I didn't know if you're like trying to do the Asian thing. You know, I'm really just letting it be whatever it's Okay, be. okay. So you're it's not just, just trying to find like just no. Asian. I, that's why I wonder. I'm like, is this guy trying to just find like make an Asian thing? Like, you know, it's cool. Like people do. No, no, no. I don't want it to be like, oh, just support it because it's Shang-Chi. And that's what I thought. Like, that's why I was like, maybe it's like an Asian podcast. And that's no, why I'm like, but I think, okay. uh, I think it's really interesting. And I think there's um, not a lot of, I think there's a, a desire for more people to be speaking about an Asian experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's a that's an experience that we can speak from just because that's our experience growing up or just being a human. No, being man, alive. I'm just a person, bro. I don't give a fuck what color they that's are. That's how I feel too. That's it's like Spider Man. I, I don't need to know what color it is. I think that's me under there. One hundred percent. But I at the end like, of the day there was certain things that there's so much nuance, right? Like I also don't want to be viewed as like, oh you're Asian. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but at know? the end of the day, there's experiences that we had that are are unique just because of that and that doesn't have to define us that doesn't have to be like that is who i am and that is my experience but there's certain experiences that oh that kind of like define a little that, bit that, yeah. that were that were shaped by the fact that we're asian like we like but that's sauce. not something i'm going like for soy really. sauce like the thing that i'm going for <laughs> the thing that i'm going for like with the podcast is really just like you know there's people in the world who are making decisions that seem like are genuinely for their own happiness and for them that seem like unique okay. paths to take and then it's in a selfish way. I like to pick the brains of those people. Uh, and then I just put them online for people to see. And it's then like hopefully therapy. someone can like take, take something from that. But if not, then that's also cool. Like, I wonder, I wonder like, you know, if the people who currently listen to my podcast would be into this episode. Yeah. They probably don't <laughs> think I'm crazy, bro. A hundred percent. But you guys you have all those like grown talks where everyone's all like really nice and quiet and stuff. <laughs> we're probably the first ones with these beers here well so man here yo let me let me uh let me give you because like, like this is actually how i end all my podcasts yeah yeah yeah. but it's just like you know this is like you said you want to make stuff so your kid can see it for me it's like almost something for my inner child or for people mm -hmm. who are on their process who might be in a similar place as me or have walked a similar path as me like what um message or piece of advice or or wisdom would you give <clears throat> that you maybe needed in your life, like you said, mentors that you had, mm -hmm. yeah. that you needed in your life, like what is one piece that you'd want to leave for someone who's like living the same path as you or something similar as you to kind of like pass down some of your experience to kind of help them along their journey? That is a good question. I should have listened to what those other guys said may make a cooler one. <laughs> <laughs> make a way deeper one and shit. No, I'd say to anyone that's like chasing a dream, of some sort, whatever it is, I'd say toast to the dark moments that let us appreciate the bright times because there'll be a lot of dark times, but you wouldn't appreciate the good times without the dark times. 
And whatever that little little glint of light that you have, appreciate that time because you never know when it goes. You know, our time is our time's all limited, and what you do now, it ultimately does matter. Mm. And yeah, get that shit. You know, <laughs> don't be scared to take it. One hundred percent, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. you coming through. It's been nice catching up with you, man. I haven't 100%. seen you forever. You've been bringing some down brews. Here. Thank you, man. Yeah, you drank like one and a half. <laughs> drink one and a half. I'm tame. I'm tame these days. I'm training after this. You got to go to training. Listen, training, it'll be fine. Like they're rolling around on the floor. They're gonna be okay. There's like no. What's the cardio really? Like, all right, man. You'll come through. Come through for a class. Because <laughs> I'm gonna come through and body some people. Right? No, man, right, no, no, right, no, don't, right, don't put that right. up there. <laughs> they're like, yo, they'll be weighing champions creeds. Like, where's that little Asian guy? I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> They're like, aren't you the guy that said you body people? I'm like, no, nah, that wasn't me. That was someone else. All right, I'm keeping it in. All right, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cool. What's your love, bro? Yeah, that's how you...